Blog Talk Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself, and you are officially listening to Russell Cast Radio. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach, training has been great. I ran five miles today. As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed to do? Walk, walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly? So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe, just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. (laughs) Wow, that was way before I was born, but... I've got your car keys here. And it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach, why are you... Hey, dig deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got the name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname Terrorizing. Well, now I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name Jean-Paul Levesque. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why. Because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. Yukon John Nord, his partner Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, Yukon, you made quick work on a big spike. Hey, listen up! My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the Yukon, we got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood, and Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plug, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here. And you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. It's been a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back.
are back. We had a we had an odd week fighting with our uh, friendly uh, rival, our frenemy. Blog Talk Radio, I think is the best way to call it. But uh, the Lacey Evans that, like, of, uh, of, of radio <laughs> broadcasting, internet style. <laughs> Blog Talk is the sassy Southern uh, radio network. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for finishing that because I got lost. <laughs> I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> wow, almost oh. as I'm getting lost in this Brian Danielson uh, at Sushi Aoki match from Noah from many moons ago. Uh, R.I.P. Thank you for posting that on the Russell Cast Facebook page. Oh, you're welcome. You're very, very welcome. I, it was such a good match at Sushi Aoki. He he was in that group with guys like Kenta, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Back when Kanemaru had like a six pack and like a shaved head and stuff. Whoa! And I was got that whiskey belly. Of yeah, he, he's on that uh, that Jericho where sixty percent of his body is vodka. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he he had some really good stuff, and I was looking for that yeah. just for the fact that it was the the Brian Danielson match because I was like, oh man, Alex would love this. Um, Danielson, man, he slaps him around. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I believe it. But I Aoki, forgot man, how great he evil, brought it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love how uh, healed Daniel uh, Brian Danielson is. It's it's just amazing, and the, the master of submissions, just the the stuff he could not do today on WWE programming. That's for sure. <laughs> the, the, the little things that make you know the all all the biggest impact as as we. Uh, on a little uh, segment tonight during WWE Stomping Grounds. <laughs> um, you know, it was. We'll, we'll get into it. You know, obviously, yeah. but you know, when you said that right before we went, we went to the the intro. I totally forgot that he didn't even no sell story. after he jumped out. Oh my god, that that I started going. Now I'm going to be even more angry, Grandpa. <laughs> That was the third of the match was working the leg. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Uh, you know, perfect Dolph Ziggler quote uh, to, to represent him <laughs> as well. But, no, it, it was just, you know, I, for what it was, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but, yeah, there there were some things, like like we said uh, just now, where you're just, like, scratching your head, like, what am I doing? Oof. But, hey, plenty of great wrestling it's coming up. It's been a while, a few weeks to be exact, since our last episode. Uh, Ryan was uh, West Coast bound, and uh, and then life happened. So, you know, stuff uh, all around. Like you said, Blog Talk, we were uh, raring to do a show uh, about five days ago here. But uh, we're all on the same uh, page now. We got uh, another big show coming up this week, but a little bit we'll talk about with the G1. 29, Ryan, is it? Yes, 29. The matches. <laughs> if you don't watch New Japan, this is where you want to spend your nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine yen, uh, just due to the fact that you're you're going to get over a month's worth of crazy ass dream matches that you didn't know you wanted to see, that you needed to see. Uh, like you posted earlier, John Moxley, Tomohiro Ishii. Wow, oh. John Moxley, Tetsuya Naito. Wow, and that's just oh. the B block. We haven't even mentioned the star studs of uh, the A block, which again we'll we'll get into here in a bit. But wow, wrestling's gonna pick up. 
the fan made picture of a uh, poster for Ishii and Moxley. I saw that and went, Oh my Atlanta. Holy crap. I'm hot for so um we're gonna have a we're gonna we're gonna try to get this all put together so we I can I can have an easy way where we can send it out to people. Um I think what we do is that um I sent you that Google Drive uh file, yes. right? Yeah, okay, got it. So um, what I think is people can give their emails or tweet us and we could send them that and then they could send it back. Um, and then it'll just be a matter of, you know, keeping a points crunch together of, of we'll everything with it. get some shirts and some wristbands. That's what we'll send. We'll give away you. a bunch of swags. Let's have fun with it. I already filled mine out. I may do some modifications, but I have the outline of what mine is. So I'm, I'm feeling okay about it. I just, I think I may have the right combinations peg man uh-huh and i went through like different scenarios with the the final night shows i think i got those pretty well um and the opening kind of night shows i kind of have a good idea on a couple things and you know i was playing off okay okada's gonna need some title defenses along the way uh before the dome so i gotta factor at least two for him and then i gotta ah. factor in two different briefcase matches so i gotta factor in people here and there and I think I have it set up pretty well that uh, I got, I got a pretty strong bracket, but we'll, uh, as Alex mentioned, we'll, we'll talk it a little bit later here, but we'll get, we're going to have a big, big show uh, for the G1 coming up here uh, later this week uh, or next week, something like that. It'll be before it starts, but we got to wait till yep. uh, the Kukuna road show over. Cause we got to figure out if it's Yoshihashi oh, or. My <laughs> God. That shouldn't even um, be a thing. We have to figure out if it's Yoshihashi or Zach Seba Jr. Uh, the king of all death holds. <laughs> I'm assuming this is why Yoshihashi got some pinfalls. Um, oh, I thought totally. it was they're giving him some wins, just like they did with Taka going into the tournament. But then they didn't put him in the tournament, so maybe it's just ah, we want him to look strong for the Rev Pro match, and then ZSJ is just going to smash him. Um, oh and then God, ZS- I can only hope. I, I don't think so. After uh, night two, or I think it's like actual <laughs> actuality night seven of Kazuna Road, which. There's like, <laughs> did you know that there's like Kazuna Road is still going on? It's legitimately, yeah. it's it's a house show circuit, but they only mm-hmm. televise the the big three, which we will uh, talk about the first two nights from last it's, week. It's kind of like, uh, like the like for Power Struggle and like Destruction, like Road Two type shows. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I, I I'm just guessing they're smart and didn't want to call it Road Two Kazuna Road because that house show. <laughs> but but the if journey too. If he <laughs> the journey too, Kazuna Road. If the path. If he, uh, Yoshinashi and wins the A block. Is he gonna go to the to the next night uh, during Naito and Jay White and look at this? Why Naito? Who's trying to now, dickhead? <laughs> Naito in the finals. I'm just saying. Man, people in Dallas would be pissed if they had to see Sonata take on Yoshihashi the first night, right? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's people that are already pissed about some of the things on this show, which, you know, if we have time what? with the news, we'll get into. Oh, yeah, because of the, the Moxley thing. Oh, God. Get over it. I don't, it's one guy. Yeah, You're getting legitimately history, something that, you know, Ryan wanted to see at the Garden um, last year, probably the biggest rivalry and the best set of wrestling matches quality wise, as well as telling a story over the last 
I don't know what nine years, eight years of uh, the Raider Maker against the Ace. So settle the f down. And oh yeah, yeah. we get Kenta versus Kota Ibushi. Ooh. Let me let me say this too, not to get into it too much, because because we're gonna start tonight with Dragon Gate, because we we want to give them some love after the fantastic stuff we saw with these King of the Gate oh, yeah. semifinals. Finals. Uh, and I got the, I got the first four matches for the Kobe World Show pulled up, man. I am stoked for Kobe World this year. But people like people gotta realize a I'm restaurant. Sure, <laughs> they they wrestle at the at the big Kobe Kobe Hall uh, for their for their uh, Kobe Pro Fest Pro Wrestling Festival they do at uh, Kobe World every year. It's the 16th one ah. they've done. Uh, it's kind of like their Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, you can call it. So oh, like that, that's why I was so jacked about the way the tournament went with who's the champion. Like in two months, they may have made a superstar. Where in ten years, other companies can't even make a, 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 a mid carter. You know what I mean? Like they made they made a star in two freaking months of a guy yeah. who was there. And I mean, we'll get to that. But people gotta realize two things. One, you've seen Dean Ambrose wrestle on show on a dragon. <laughs> yeah, dude, first time in 20 years He's never been in a Dragon Gate um, But like, you've already seen him I'm sure if you went to a WWE show But people yeah. are mad that he's not going to be there So people are mad that he's not going to be In a random tag match I know, it's, it's, not, it's not even his night It's his block like, the only, To be fair you want... though To be fair, everyone wanted to see him in Amino kind of tag team against someone. That would have been awesome to kind of keep that buddy cop thing going. Who does Moxley have night one or night two? I don't remember. I should, I should. Uh, He has, let me see. Oh, uh, Taichi. Yeah. It could have been him and Aminu versus Taichi and uh, anyone. Dookie. Yeah, Doki, there you go. Doki and Doki and Taichi against Moxley and Amino. That would have been tight, even though it's I don't want near to see... the Mexican border. He probably would have yeah. had some fans, you know, kind of cross over that wall just to see uh, Doki. Doki, man, he's uh, he's main eventing uh, the show tonight, the Kazuna show tonight. I think it is. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like Alex said, calm the f down. It's it's. It's not the end of the world that he's not there. Kenta versus Kota Ibushi. And, oh, oh yeah, God. a rematch from New Japan Cup, which I'm pretty sure Ryan and I gave at least a four-star, uh, a rematch of uh, Will Ospreay and Lance Archer, which, again, had a pretty damn good, a close to a four-star match from the New Japan Cup earlier this year. Um, dude, this card is tremendous. I mean, it's, it's, this card is tremendous. So I don't know why people people need to, uh, as my shirt says, tranquilo. Uh, I'm wearing a red night shirt right now. <laughs> I thought you were about to say a red nighty. I was like, ooh, WrestleCast after dark. Thank you. <laughs> what that thing do? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awesome. So let's get into it though. Let's go right, right. Let's jump right in here. Um, on the 6th, this is a couple weeks ago, we, we had to wait because obviously we, we said we we're going to start watching Dragon Gate. We, we, we said that as uh, it's just been great. So uh, as we wanted to give to Dragon Gate talk, I was on vacation for a week. And then Blog Talk uh, was the sassy Southern Network and didn't, didn't want to count the three for us. So we're a week and a half late on this. 
<laughs> we got two great matches. We so what they do for the King of Gate for everybody that knows Champions Carnival, uh, the Grand Prix with DDT, obviously the G1 Climax. Uh, Stardom has their five star tournament starting in in August. Which my God, not to jump, not to to like confuse the line, the eighteen women in the Stardom tournament. Good God, we're gonna have to cover this too. It starts with the Ooh. after the seventeenth. But dude, this card, I mean, this this field looks insane. Um, but besides that, uh, what, what the King of Gate is, instead of two blocks, they have four blocks with six guys in each block. So it's 24 people total. And then you get your four block winners go to the semifinals. That's how they run it. Um, we got to see, uh, Ata from R.E.D. taking on Kai, who, uh, who's part of Tribe Vanguard. He, he did uh, some All Japan yep. earlier this year, had that awesome match with Kento Miyahara, um, Ata yeah. gets the victory over Kai, and immediately I, I have come to terms that Ata is one of the scummiest people I have ever <laughs> seen in a long time. The way that he's performed or, or transcended himself, and now with Ben K getting jumped out of R.E.D., as we talked about from uh, yep. Dead or Alive, he's moved into that kind of third in command behind Pac and Big R. And my God, the... the he just just screams scuzz on the way to the ring there. Uh, really fun match though, Alex. What did you think of Ata and Kai? Kind of, uh, I mean, you had, you had seen Kai a little bit from the Miyahara, but yeah. I believe this was, was this your kind of one of your first inklings of Ata. Oh, definitely. I mean, when I heard the awesome power ballad theme that he had uh, that he came out to, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing, and and. What's cool about him is, like you said, that 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 swag of scum character that he has. You know, a little Tokyo pimp, but minus the Ariana Grande bunny rabbit valet. Uh, but he has that saunter, if you will. But uh, Aita, he dominated this match, which, I mean, if they wanted to build and showcase a new guy, they did it right along with this match. You know, Kai being a name, like you said, kind of wrestling, you know, through a few different promotions here. Um, but man, I mean, I, I mean, Ata, when, when he's suplexing Kai on a barrage full of chairs on the outside and just beating <laughs> the crap out of him, running knees that would make, you know, I would say Kenta Miyahara blush a little bit, way better running knees than, uh, I would say the universal champion, uh, can definitely deliver or take from what's that? Wait, burn it down. Be careful. Burn it down. <laughs> but no, I, I thought this was a, a great match. It was minimally done, but it was just all the bigger moves that needed to be done by Ata uh, worked out well. Plus, we got a Cyber Kong appearance. You can't ask for anything else. Full circle, all Japan, you know, kind of Champions Carnival, uh, you know, right there with uh, him and Kai there. Um, but no, what was, uh, really badass uh, was, you know, kind of that roll up, roll over, uh, you know, kind of pin there, which it was just like a crazy Japanese pinning, uh, kind of their maneuvering is, is very impressive to see how, how they can just, you know, turn a pin into something where like, I've never seen that before. Uh, and, and Aita <laughs> definitely did that, but, uh, no, like I said, he was that aggressive, little chihuahua you know that was just nibbling and beating and and like i said was just dominant throughout the whole match uh kai you know he was just there sadly as a filler i'm not sure how the you know the the previous uh matches were for him to get in, into this position but uh 
Ata was definitely the guy that they were building to be uh, that that ultimate uh, heel, you know, the, to kind of come out. Heel is a strong word. I like the scumbag, uh, you know, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this was a perfect showcase to make Ata look like a badass. Um, in there with a guy like Kai, and Kai's so good at selling too. Like Kai was putting everything yeah. over that that chair shot where he split his head open. I I, I was yeah. I was like, okay, they're they're starting to get into this. And if this stops the match, I'm going to be pissed. But Kai was okay, and it didn't matter. They had a spot in this match, Alex, that blew my mind I've never seen. Where Kai picks up Ata for a, a vertical suplex, and Ata slides back down and, and school, or puts him in a small package, to which Kai yep. rolls through the small package and re-picks him back up for the suplex. I have yeah. never in my life seen that. <laughs> I was watching this with Demetrius And he was like what the hell was that I was like dude This is why I'm, I'm mad that You know we didn't keep getting into Dragon Gate Because the stuff they do in this company Is just mind boggling And man kudos to Kai For that one because that, that's what I'm going to remember That was <laughs> That was probably the second coolest thing I saw um, Up until The other semifinal which Oh yeah Alex, this is in my top ten of the year. This wow. match, I thought this was four and a half, not no question asked on a, on a grade scale. And I, and I, if it would have been the final and they would have had another five six minutes, I may have may have went four and three quarters on it. Ben K is just something that is that is untapped. He's brand new. He's. Mm-hmm. He's being made right now, and they put him on the scene, and they did it in a perfect way against a guy who, you know, I, I mentioned it obviously about Kai, but KZ can sell and and make this stuff look so much more brutal. Some of the, some of the, the the strike shots between the two, where he would fall into into Ben K and then fight his way back up, and I mean, just a, a strong sell between the two. And him continuously getting hit with that spear, which, by the way, it's great to see somebody throw a real-looking spear for once. Um, Correct. It's cute once or twice, but we'll we'll get into the finals after after this. But um, but when when Ben K went for that spear, and and KZ hit him with that like right hand, and he bent backwards and just slid across the mat like he was dead. I oh, tipped gotcha. my- over I I uh, and flipped my chair back I and then I watched this then I after we had talked that night I watched it again with Demetrius because he wanted to watch all these matches and the second time I watched it I thought it was even better like this man well, what was cool is his arm was just out like it came out of nowhere and just catches <laughs> Ben K and Casey's like raw like it's just like it was so fast paced but it was like oh. something out of a, a movie you know, or a comic book where it's just that lasting image where you're just like, oh my gosh, like he's dead. <laughs> like how how the hell is he going to get up from that? Then they then he Literally finally knocks gets, him out. They go for they go through it a second time. This time Ben K hits the spear again and he pins him with his legs. I mean, his knees were touching the canvas and he just laid on top of his body and then Casey <laughs> kicks out. I was like, My God, this match is this is great. It's so oh, it was so good, and I mean Ben K gets the victory over over a very game Casey who's having a hell of a year. I was about uh, to say, isn't he like the? I would say probably what 
num- he's probably what top five in that company, you know, kind of fan wise, right? If not, you know, one of the more popular guys. I, I anything that I've read about Dragon Gate over the last, you know, six months or so has always been KZ. So for, yeah, him, for Ben K to get a win over such an established actor right there, A, just shows, you know, that KZ knows what's up. And B, you know, I mean, Ben K is a physical specimen. That guy, yeah. he's small, but he's jacked. And oh, my he gosh. Can, like you said, he can, can deliver a spear a la Edge. You know, it's very perfect, you know, kind of with where he just hits you, and then he takes the effect, you know, as well. And so uh, the strength of it all, but uh, – but KZ, I mean, again, he was doing more of the cells for uh, for Ben K throughout this match, which again, kudos to him because he made Ben K that you know, during that match, I would say. Yeah, they uh, Kai and KZ played their roles so perfectly to build in this final, and that's I, I they get mad credit for me because God, they yeah. went in there, okay, I know what I got to do, and they did it. Ben K, for those of you who haven't seen him, he looks like Fei Long from Street Fighter with his new gimmicks. Um, <laughs> he just, his sequences, he too, that, that he yeah. can do, they're so rapid pace. Like, he did, like, a belly-to-belly, then a back suplex, climbed the top rope, deliver the front drop kick, and then he delivered, like, a full Nelson submission all within, like, 42 seconds. Probably even guys, less than that. I, I want to say this match is maybe 20 minutes. I didn't time it. But they, this was a sprint for the entire time for most of yes. it. Like, oh, the God. conditioning of these two guys was remarkable. That they were just go, 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 go. And they did it, they did it at such a breakneck pace that they, they knew when to stop and let everything settle so the crowd can kind of catch up with everything that just happened. And then they got right back into it. And they were giving it to you in such good spurts without overdoing it where you couldn't you couldn't like absorb what just happened and, or nobody was selling. Like, so it was, it was just, it was so well done. Um, yeah. I don't know. It would I love a sprint. And then all of a sudden Ben K would hit like two or three Germans, you know, release German suplexes. <laughs> and then they're just like, screw you. And he's throwing those, those European uppercuts. He was hitting Ben K with where William Regal was smiling somewhere. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's crazy, like you said, is they did their job, meaning KZ and Kai, where where they could have went that route of KZ taking on Ata, you know, kind of in the finals there, you know, especially KZ having that good, uh, crazy four corner cage match uh, from the uh, the previous yeah. events here, but uh, you know how over he was, but no, they they definitely made the decision. I mean, speculation maybe, you know, a pack. Maybe he is leaving since they are trying to build these two guys right off the bat, you know, to head down to AEW, you know, because the way that it's going down, it, it definitely seems like uh, they, they hitched their uh, carriage to the right horse. And this is one of those things, too, where I kind of equate this to what we talked about with uh, All Japan after that March 19th show or whatever with uh, with Nomura and Oka- uh, uh, Miyahara is mm-hmm. – they ran, you know, January KZ face Pac. They're running with that, but the Ben K reception was so good after the the um uh, the Red turn on him when um when Real Extreme Diffusion kicked him out of the group that I wonder if and and I might just be on a, on a whim here, but I wonder if during the the course of this King of Gate that they 
decided we're going with Ben K 100% and then we're not, you know, ah, we think we want to go with him, but we think of KZ. It reminded me mm-hmm. of No More and Jake Lee. When we're oh. like, man, are they going to, are they going to go no more instead of Jake Lee because of the reception. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, obviously all Japan stuck with Jake Lee and it was fine. Cause that match was great with him and Miyahara. It put a, yeah. and it gave us that amazing, no more Jake Lee play in match, but Ben K and KZ, man, it, it, they got something with these guys. And the other, the other point I have, the last point I have with it is, Last year, you know, they, they go Yamato and Doi and, you know, stick to stick to what they do and what they know. They didn't panic with Shima and T-Hawk and Lindemann and all those guys leaving. They put four new guys in this. They put Kai, who who is is relatively newer for the Dragon Gate style like that, was getting a push. They put Eita in there. They put KZ and they put Ben K. And they didn't just put, mm, let's put Mochizuki in it again. You know, like they didn't go with the yeah. safe play. They went all out, and both of these matches delivered. Oh, oh man. Um, no, they they, look, they really were, and, oh, man. And, like I said, Ben K, just look. If he's considered the weakest link of R.E.D., I, I kind of want to know uh, what R.E.D. is all about and who <laughs> else is in this damn faction. If, like I said, if Ben K is considered the weak link to get kicked out, uh Wow. Well, obviously they 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 run with scum like Yasushi Kanda, the former Jimmy Kanda, the Jimmies, and they got Cosmo Sekimoto's scummy ass and and Cyber Kong baby. <laughs> yeah. And I'd I would love too how in the finals Cyber Kong, I love it. Uh, you know the finals of of this tournament, and of course, you know it, it it's essentially Red all day. You got one former versus the current. You know, and then you could have R.E.D. versus R.E.D., you know, kind of coming up here for the Kobe Pro Wrestling Fest. Uh, yeah, but I think we already said who won. But, but I mean, just they built that storyline within, what, yeah. three weeks? And yeah, it's already, like, figured... intriguing as hell than Baron Corbin taking on Seth Rollins within two weeks. Because <laughs> you figure Dead or Alive was mid-May, I believe. So yeah. early to mid-May, and this show ended – you know, a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, in a month, they made Ben K. And they and then they did it so perfect where he, he beats the other, you know, big time up and coming baby in KZ. But then he gets Ata, the dirtbag yeah. scum of of R.E.D. And normally, I hate these cluster matches. Like, I hate when Suzuki Goon does 15 minutes of interference and running around. <laughs> but the way that R.E.D. did their shenanigans and the way that they had Ben K. overcome it felt like a nice old school Heenan family trying to screw Hogan, but Hogan's just too powerful to and, and overcomes it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it didn't feel overdone with the way that he, he came through. And I like that because Ben K., now that he's he he's kicked out of R.E.D., you know, he doesn't have a faction like everyone, you know, there's Tribe Vanguard and Maximum and Natural Vibes and all, you know, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't have one. So he no, didn't have alone. backup to fight these guys, but he overcame it. And the the emotion that they show um, uh, Ben K have and, and the way that they show, like, how much he's like, screw you, I'm winning this. And then he does it. <laughs> I, it was, I mean, and I'll say this: I don't think the match was as good as his match with KZ, but the story they told was good enough that it made up for it for me. What did you think of this final? 
like you said, with the interruptions from R.E.D., it was so quick, especially when you know the when they all kind of got into the ring with the uh, with the infamous ref bump. Um, it was like a drive-by. It was like a, an initiation, like, hey, you're out of our gang now, you know, and we're going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> but it was so instant where you're just like, wait, how did that happen? Um, but one of the coolest things is you, you take them out right away. And I haven't seen this before, reminiscent of uh, Hiromu Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori, where they kind of went – uh, where you were sitting, uh, I believe, for uh, an All Japan show. Big Japan, oh, yeah, the Japan, Japan show. show. Um, you know, where, where he utilizes the space of the arena. Now, he literally goes on the other end of the auditorium, gymnasium, wherever they were wrestling at. And then Eita and one of the RED goons are kind of in the middle of the ring, but on the outside. He sprints and spears of both of them, which was perfect, which I'm pretty sure was the first spear out of, I believe I counted 13 in this match. Um, but it's his fail safe, you know, and it worked really well. Hell, it popped the one fan that would yell, Benke, all the way throughout because, man, that person is buying Benke merch from here on out. Uh, I, I thought this was great. Ata. He can wrestle, he can tell a story, he can do a running knee beautifully, but I love how, as as Z Diddy would say, uh, he's a cocky prick, and he is the best for that. I don't know if that's R.E.D.'s persona or whatnot, but bring me more of that guy. Uh, but Ben K is your star, he's your stud, yes. 13 spears, but I'm sorry, Roman, this guy does it way, way better um, and and just uh, again the sequences that he would do into this match, um, God, well the the superplex from Ben K onto the ring, uh, you know, or I should say into the ring there was insane. Um, just eight to you know with his running double stomps, but the torture rack, um, you know that he kind of does there is uh, is pretty damn awesome. Again, kind of shows the strength of Ben K there, but. No, I, I thought this they, they set up both guys very well uh, kind of for the future of Dragon Gate, again, depending on what the leader of R.E.D. does, uh, if he's going to continue to hold the title, if he's going to make his way stateside with all elite wrestling or whatnot. But to be honest, I think they're in good hands coming off this main event. And, of course, Pac coming down, uh, you know, after uh, Ben K kind of <laughs> does a post-match in Japanese. And Pac's like... How dare you disrespect me? I don't speak Japanese. You don't talk to me in Japanese. You know, just bringing that heel here oh, so was pretty good. damn awesome. He's so, so good. So you good. speak to me in English if you want to address me. Yeah. I am Pac. I am the Open the Dreamgate champion, and you are the weak link. You are nothing, and I'm going to prove to you that I'm better, just like I do. I mean, he's just tearing him apart, and the crowd is just like, come on, Ben K, whip his head off. <laughs> you know, ben K is like, all right, man, we'll see. Oh, it's so good. And, and the thing with Ata, too, I love the way that you bring up with the cocky prick aspect of it. And all these guys, I mean, we know CyberCon's a douchebag. Cosmo Sekimoto is just a scumbag himself. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what the, that's what these guys are. Big R Shimizu, he's, he is, I mean, you saw him in the, in the, the cage match. I mean, he just thinks he's hot shit, you know. <laughs> I mean, 
they're, they're so good at the roles they play. And Ata can do so much in the ring, but he's yes. one of those guys that he doesn't have to because he knows how to make everything so impactful and piss piss everyone off the right way that he can kind of coast until they start going to those big stretches. And then you're like, wow, I didn't expect this guy to do that with the way he was wrestling before. So he, he knows when to bring this out. And man, they, once again, like we said, they made a new star in Ben K and I truly think he's got a shot to win this title. I really do. I, I do as well. I mean, Ben K bomb on Pac, uh, if they could somehow do it off of the top rope somehow, that would be nuts. So uh, again, that's just uh, wishful thinking. But they got to do something big to take out, you know, the leader of uh, Red, but also the leader of Dragon Gates over the last uh, six to eight months here. Um, oh wow, someone gets hit by a car. I think a Mao gets hit by a DDT show. Uh, but anywho, um, <laughs> what happened? Wow. Someone's getting hit by a car. Just happened to check out DDT here. Which, by the way, uh, Chris Brooks uh, inputted a mission hold uh, while on a water slide. It was freaking fantastic. God, we need to, we need to get back into watching Dragon Gate or I mean uh, DDT again. God, there's, there's so much good wrestling. You're you're so right. It just keeps going. <laughs> so with Ben K again, just looking phenomenal. Like you said, it sets up the main event for uh, the Kobe Pro Wrestling uh, Tournament. Only four matches as of yet to be announced here. Um, like you said, Ultimo Dragon making his first appearance for the Dragon Gate 20th Anniversary Celebration yeah. Series six-man tag match teaming up with Dragon Kid Masato Yoshina taking on Masaki Mokizuki uh, Takuya Sugawara and Shuji Kondo. Yeah! Isn't it good. Good, his company, though? Isn't his Dragon... Isn't his Ultimo's company? No, Ultimo ran Toromon and all these guys, like Shima and all them split away split. from Ultimo okay. and started their own company, and that's how Dragon Gate started. Damn. Like, Took you know, 20 years the, the, for him to get out of his feelings. <laughs> and, uh, that match is going to rule. I mean, even if Ultimo is not what he used to be, Masato Yoshino and Dragon Kid can still go. Uh, Masaki Mochizuki is like Minoru Suzuki. That, you know, he's 50 years old, and he still has some of the best matches of the night. <laughs> uh, uh, Sugawara is fine. Uh, Shuji Kondo... We, uh, we saw him actually on, our, on, on the WrestleCast Twitch page. Um, as I watch this Wrestle One title match against T Hawk uh, from May, so Shuji Kondo coming back to the company for this, so that's pretty cool too. Um, and and so I'm looking at it right now. It looks like the Fourth of July. Um, Dragon Gate has a show. I'm wondering if that's the Dragon Gate or Dangerous Gate show. If they're doing that, I could be wrong. But um, yeah, Kobe World uh, is the 21st of July. Alex mentioned it. That six man tag. Um, we got a real. Uh, uh, we got. Oh, what am I? What am I looking at? I, I forgot. I just left the page. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to leave the page. Where'd it go? Oh, then we have the six-man tag match for the Open the Triangle Gate Championship. Yeah, there we go. Um, Red uh, Kazuma Sakamoto, Takashi Yoshida, and Yasushi Kanat, uh, Kanda uh, will take on a Machine Army. So Strong Machine J, F, and G with Shogun KY Wakamatsu. Who do you yeah, got? I, do you, I, 
I think that the, the, they've been pushing the strong machines so hard. Strong Machine J, I believe, is the son of the original Super Strong Machine. The original? Okay. So that's why they're pushing him as hard as they are. I believe Strong Machine G is Gamma. He's he's a Dragon Gate guy. And I'm not sure who F is. Maybe it's uh, – I don't know who F is. Um, I'll have to do some more Props digging on that. Props yeah. though. Holding a strap in Dragon Gate. I love it. Yeah. Real, real extreme diffusion was the word I was trying to say, and then I closed it. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder if they're going to just have a rough evening, or it's going to be another one of those things where they just they come out and they just start dominating once again. So that should be interesting. Uh, three-way tag title match for the Open the Twin Gates. Yvonne uh, and Kai, the champions for Tribe Vanguard, taking on Naruki Doi and Kaido Ishida from Maximum. Uh, also, Ata and Big R Shimizu from R.E.D. So that looks like a lot of fun. Oh, my God, Mao is getting hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized what these belts mean. Open the Triangle Gate. It's six-man tag match, but it's obviously yep. three men on a team. Dur open the Twin Gate Championship tag titles and then open the Dream Gate. I'm assuming the gate is singular for their heavyweight champion. Yep. Which Pac defends against Ben K. This show's gonna rock, man. This yeah, show that's is gonna, gonna be damn rock. good. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure Dragon Gate. Um, we got that subscription rolling, so that way we can check out this July 4th show, which is kind of the prelude to it. Because man, they just. Uh, they just pump out good stuff, and you know this. Watching this stuff made me, like I said, made me realize that we gotta get we gotta get Dragon Gate going because it's not a lot of not not enough people in America talk about it, and we need we need to hitch ourselves on that on that train before oh, um, we will definitely be on that on that train as well as the Stardom train. Who is the weak link in this? Is it Casey Owens or is it uh, Avery? Now those are two uh Casey Owens, she has a twin sister um who's injured. So that's why she's coming in here uh solo. Shout out happy birthday uh to the Prime Minister herself, Kagetsu today, by the way. Um bringing that up. But yeah, so she's <laughs> she's uh she's in a tag uh, a tag team with a twin sister and sister's hurt. I'm not sure like how hard she's hurt or how long she's hurt. Or any of that stuff, but but she she's wrestled in the ice ribbon a little bit um, over in Japan too. They're from they're from the UK, um, but she, she's pretty good. So she's she's a mixed bag. Um, and then Avery, uh, she's from MCW, the Melbourne Championship Wrestling, uh, uh, where like okay. those came from. Um, so it should be good. Uh, I think yeah, Casey Casey Owens did some stardom a few years ago too, um, with her sister doing a tag tag work. Um, but yeah, a- Avery's pretty good. Um, she's young, but a lot of people kind of like her. Um, so yeah, check out, check out some other stuff for them. But dude, this list of, of entrance is just, I mean, we, we got the, the whole Oedo tie, Kagetsu, Hazuki, Andres, Miyagi, Natsu Sumire, Natsuko Toya, uh, and Jamie Hayter. So they brought all of them. They got they got Queen's Quest going together, Momo, Utami Hayashi Shida, and B Priestley. We got the the Stardom Stars, Mayu Iwatani, Arisa Hoshiki, Saki Kashima, Tam Nakano, and then we got the Tokyo Cyber Cyber. Uh, I can't remember what the the damn third, Tokyo Cyber whatever. Uh, Hanakamura, Konami, Jungle Kiona. So 
there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good talent in this tournament. There's a lot of championships, by the way. Uh, Hayashishida Shishida has three championships. Yeah, she was the one that I sent you guys that picture where she had like four or five. Yeah. Oh, that was that's her. Yeah, I could She's see like, that now. Like a three or a two year pro. Wow, but Momo is she? She's still like a head champ, right? Um, uh, no, she lost at the the two. Uh, B Priestley has, I think, the red belt, and then uh, uh, Arisa Hoshiki has the white belt, I believe, or vice versa. Man, I I am definitely learning on some stardom because Viceland not only having the wonderful dark uh, side of the ring series has another great show called The Wrestlers. And it's the host, uh, gosh, I feel bad. His first name is Damien, but he's been uh, traveling, like, all around. Like, the first show was about indie wrestling, um, you know, kind of here in the States. And then he did an episode on luchadors, so he travels to Mexico. And then he did one, which I started watching uh, last week, where it was about kind of uh, women Mexican wrestlers. Um, I want to say they're called, like, the Conchitas and, and whatnot. Uh, but he does one uh, just on stardom. He goes yeah. in, he talks to everyone, uh, like he's talking to um, uh, right now, uh, Mayo Iwatani, you know, kind yep. of, you know, he's just getting into the whole situation. Uh, you know, Tony Storm, of course, is, you know, kind of uh, during that time as well. So they have interviews with her, uh, Viper Nevin, but uh, definitely check Viper- out the wrestlers on Wednesday on Viceland. Uh, Zia Z- uh, Brookside was in that with with Tony Storm. Um, well, I thought it was interesting that they showed Azumi and talked about how she's still a high school student. And they had her mom there talking to her about it. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> Jungle Kiona, how she almost died. Yeah, and then came back and and then Ro- and Rossi Ogawa, the 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 guy who runs it, was so candid like. Jungle Kiona, she could just wrestle the way that her personality is. She would be, she could be a champ. Like, like that dude was just like, nope, nope. And then the, the like you said, the uh, Miyu Watani stuff where, where she came over and, you know, she ran away from home essentially and moved in with Rossi. And dude, I'm, I totally forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up because that was a hell of a good, uh, a good show. It's a great way to, a good source for you to kind of get sucked in. Like, I haven't watched it purposely all the way because I'm like, man, I, I, I just I'm gonna get on the stardom kick. Like that's all I'm gonna want to watch <laughs> now because it, it it entrapped me for the first uh, two segments. Damian Abraham is the uh, documentarium and and Viceland doing some really awesome stuff. Uh, their stuff on the the Mexican women uh, was very emotional, very awesome, very raw. Kind of showcasing the indigenous you know, kind of aspects of, of Mexican wrestlers, you know, it's not all AAA and whatnot uh, and CMLL. It's, it's some really like almost third world type of wrestling, you know, that, that <laughs> happens around in those areas. And uh, it's just pretty damn cool. They did an episode, I think with MVP, just essentially, you oh, know, yeah. talking about like his prison life and, how we got into wrestling and like all this other shit. So really, really awesome show. Viceland, do it uh, up. Um, I, I'm I'm intrigued too. Somebody was saying, uh, gotta watch the newest NXT because Io Shirai comes out in more of like a heel role. Ooh, it's um, like badass side getting ready for this cage match that's on this Wednesday um, against against uh, Shayna Baszler. 
People are saying she looks uh, she looks a lot like a, a super cocky Hazuki from Oedo Tai right now. And I saw a little clip of her entrance, and she's just coming out in, like, leather pants and, like, a black leather shirt and not looking at anybody, and she's just going straight to the ring. And I'm like, okay, we might get a nice heel persona and, uh, uh, version of Io Shirai for this. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, God. So yeah, we, that was we got this we, past Wednesday that was on. Yeah, I believe it was this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just double check and and uh, make sure too. Um, but yeah, so we start them. It'll start their their tournament starts after the G1. So we, we, I mean, we, God, we got a lot to talk about. I can't wait. So much good wrestling, like you said. Um, we're we're gonna get that started when Dragon Gate going for you guys. We, I, I have some ideas that I want to bring up to Alex off air. Um, as I've had time to think since we haven't done radio and, and just talking about all this stuff is getting me even more stupid excited for all this. And now I'm like, God, we just gotta, we just gotta keep talking. <laughs> but, uh, New Japan. Let's get to New Japan. Uh, we have, Oh yeah. <laughs> we still love you. We still love you. New Japan. As I'm looking at my Kento Miyaharital, by the way, that I mean, uh, this too. What's that? Um, uh, uh, this weekend is Kento Miyahara's next title defense, and he's facing uh, Yoshitatsu. Oh, man. I, honestly, I'm not against that for some reason. Yeah. Since he had a hell, of a, a hell of a run at the carnival. Hey, he looks rejuvenated, man. And yep. if there's anything that's going to bring it out of him, what a hell of a good hand to do it. You better uh, bring that Spider-Man gimmick out. Kazuna Road shows... You know, I I kind of skim slash watch these shows. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I I I mean, I thought I did watch I I did watch the two Yonosuji Yuya Yamura matches. Um, I had to I watch watched those. One, I watched the second one. I wanted to watch the first one, but I uh, I kind of space. <laughs> That's okay though. <laughs> those two guys, man. Those two guys are gonna be something. They are oh, going gotcha. to be something. And this this group of, of young lions that they continue to produce once again, just, just continues to show that this company is going to be good for a long time, man. But, Oh, gotcha. Um, big takeaways I had from the first night of Kazuna road. I love the evil, not doing the fist pound as uh Shingo was the one to initiate it after the, the 10 man against Amino tiger mask and Nagata. So, I, I don't know if Alex, you think this is? I, I know you wanted to ask me about this too, so that's why I figured I'd bring it up now. Do you think this is just? Oh, they're just hyping up the the G one to show that Evil's focused on it, or is this a way that they could slowly get Evil out of the group? So when Hiromu does come back, which maybe he actually is now, they can move Shingo to heavyweight, and then Hiromu can come back in as that the junior role that Shingo's filled, or is it just something out of nothing and they're just building for the G one? I think they're building from the G1. I believe Sonata kind of did the same thing last year heading into the G1. Um, so it's kind of like, hey, we're we're a common thread here. We are Los Ingobernobles de Japón. But when it comes to July 6th beyond for that month, you know, we're we're not, you know, we're we're, we're not broskies anymore. We're not, we're not friends. I mean, when when Evil versus Sonata was announced that was I would say the one of the biggest pops of that night. A lot of ooh, oh, a lot 
a class. <laughs> they showed those two kind of facing each other. So, I mean, I – yeah, I think it's just him getting his, his head in the game. If it's a departure, um, I don't know. I, I think Sonata is the guy now that, that I think could break off singles-wise. As I just thought it was evil over the last two years – but those fallout type, uh, you know, pants that he wears, his hair being all, you know, kind of not mohawked out. I think he's the guy to kind of break off while evil is still, you know, holding the scepter in hand. But uh, you never know. Both guys are, are definitely prone for a nice breakout. Uh, you know, I, I think these guys will probably get, which I'll look before our G1 special, uh, hopefully be getting around that 10 points. Uh, I don't know, though, that, that A block is freaking stacked. <laughs> but uh um, it, it's going to be damn interesting. And uh, I, I think it's, uh, you could have six in a group. You could have a Romu, you know, kind of, you know, come back, but uh, no, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I just think it's something, you know, it's something out of nothing. It's just him trying to uh, get his head in the game. Well, and that's kind of what I wonder is if, if you do bring Hiromu back, you now have two ACE juniors. And I think, I don't. I don't know if that works. Like, does that fully work having Shingo and Hiro? Like, it makes me. Why so Suzuki Goon has two, or yeah, they have two juniors. I mean, I mean they, yeah, they've I mean, always they had three. two. Bushi. Yeah. But but none of them are like Hiromu or Shingo, if that makes sense. Is I guess that's my thought. Is like, you don't think like, Desperado is gonna have a nice run with so that good. title? Oh hell yeah! Like I just don't know if they're gonna. He's better than I would say half of the two hundred five roster. I just I don't know if they, I I think you're one hundred percent right, but I don't know if they feel the same. Is what I although I will say this I think if he wouldn't have got hurt um, doing that match against uh, Jun Kasai and would have been in this tournament, I think they would have gave him a really good showing. It's kind of like the the the, the Shingo thing is kind of like. With Bullet Club, like I feel like they're gonna move Robbie Eagles out because El Fantasmo is already is is gonna take his role behind yeah. with Ishimori in there. You know what I mean? You sell more um, merch with Robbie Eagles as well than than I would say Fantasmo. As, they you know, should they, have. They, they created the dissension already, you know, kind of with yep. there. I think with the other, you know, kind of full blown factions, the one that have blossomed out a little bit more than this version of Bullet Club uh, version 6.0, um, <laughs> you know, I think with like your chaos and, you know, again, your Suzuki Goon, your LIJs and whatnot, you know, they can have fights within the faction. You know, it's for the greater good. That's how they kind of look you know, within their inter, you know, inter-squad matches that they have. Look at, you know, Osprey and, and Okada. Okada went through how many Chaos members, you know, during the, the New Japan Cup? What, three in a row just to get that title shot against Jay White? So, I mean, it's it's for the greater good. May the best man win, and I think that's how, how LIJ kind of looks at it as well. Yeah, and, and that's fair. I think that's definitely fair. Um you know, I'm I'm hoping Eagles goes to chaos and kind of becomes the second to uh, to Osprey for the juniors in that. I think that would be awesome. We'll find out uh, uh, in a couple or in six days <laughs> down under. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what else on the show? Who bestows who bestows that honor to Eagles? Then is it Okada or is it Osprey? I think you could have Osprey do it for the for the Australian fans, but then you could then just have Okada do it in like a backstage thing. 
So that way the Japanese yeah. fans see Okada do it. But I think for the Australia fans, you have you could have uh, Osprey do it. Man. you know while they're out there. You better um, have the I mean, damn Fosters on the table. No, no MGD. Beer Fosters. Australian for beer. <laughs> hey, a nice <laughs> team from that one though. I will say uh, who Lij did defeat uh, Kota Ibushi, Yuji Nagata, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask Four, and Shota That is a ragtag team, but damn, that was fun to see those old timers. I don't even want to say old timers, but just to kind of see them against Lij was was damn fun. Just elimination or just normal 10-man matches, you know, I always dread it when I see it, but every time I watch them, I'm like, God, these are always so good. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, God. Gotcha. You know, you're like, oh, they're just going to do another 10-man because they don't have anything to do, but then you're like, God dang it, man, that was really good. Like, how did they get always... Nido bleeding from the yeah. nose? Or I swear. From the mouth. I think he knocked his tooth out. Uh, um, Abushi hit him with a kick, and I think he knocked his tooth out. Oh. Uh. What was it, that Pele so, kick? Yeah. How could Abushi uh, and Naito cannot wrestle each other without someone getting hurt? <laughs> like, it's just a random 10-man, and Abushi and Naito go 400 miles an hour still against each other, where Naito's bleeding all over the place out of his mouth. Do you, do you think they paper-scissors rock before the match? Like, <laughs> all right, who's hurting who? Yeah. Now they hit the what? batting cages. Who can hit it the farthest? Whoever doesn't, you're getting maimed. What, and they're in the ring for like 90 seconds, Alex. I mean, they were, they were barely in the beginning. <laughs> like, it wasn't even like they were in there for like a big stretch. It was, they were the hot tag. And yeah. I was, <laughs> oh, so that was fun. And then um, main event was okay. I thought it could have been a little bit better. I think it's because I just had such high expectations for everybody in the match. But, you know, Ooh. it wasn't bad. But uh, Phantasma and Ishimori, your new IWGP Junior Champions, defeating Rapungi 3K. Um, we know they hot potato these titles. Is it nothing to, to think about in the long term? Or is I mean, is Rapungi 3K the ones that go and get the titles back like they usually oh, do? No. Disband. Disband them now. I, would, you, would you have a problem if – you eventually had Osprey lose the title. I, okay, well let me let me let me preface it this way first. Do you think Osprey is not destined to, or is just just being a placeholder for this title? Oh, for sure, because he, he wants to go to the heavyweight. Okay, good. Because I was going to depending speak. on his showing though on at the yeah, G one. Uh, it, I was no, because my only thought, Chris, that was if for some reason they decided they are going to keep him as a junior. Wouldn't that be a fun tag match at the Dome, Fantasmo and Ishimori against Eagles and Osprey? Oh my gosh, sign me up! I mean, I think you use Osprey in that role at the Dome, but that'd be kind of a fun little tag junior tag match. It would be. I don't know if you want to use Osprey in a tag team setting. I mean, unless you. I mean, are are wrestlers going to be fighting on both nights, or is it one card per you know for wrestler um, with the two nights starting in twenty twenty? God, that's going to be tough. I've I've tried to think of how they match how they how they do some of these cards, and it's just because if you build Osprey with him winning, you know, obviously after Dominion, which we'll kind of do a quick rundown, which you can find our watch along echoey and all, but you can still make it out um, on twitch.com forward slash WrestleCast radio. Um, 
They get there right. Yeah, Twitch.tv. Sorry, uh, slash WrestleCast Radio. Um, but anywho, or just search WrestleCast Radio on on your Twitch servers. Um, and we kind of do the run through there, which you know after uh, Tetsuya Naito defeated you know Kota Ibushi to regain the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, we're both like, wait. Naito's not winning the G1 now, is he? You know, is this now Kota Ibushi since he's had, you know, he signed, you know, a life contract in blood. You know, he said he's there for life now. You know, you have that aspect. You have Osprey, who's now a lifer, it seems like, since he signed and moved to Japan now to be fully uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, I know you're not a fan of Triple Threats, but Will Osprey's like, hey, I want to unite juniors and the heavies and i want you know champion versus champion you know it seems like we've gotten an osprey okada match over the last couple of years which has been awesome but with osprey in my opinion and a lot of people i've been talking to over the last few weeks possibly being the best wrestler in the world at the moment uh hell just look at the last year combined mm-hmm. um the last 12 months meaning uh can you get can you wait and have osprey keeping the IWGP junior to take on the Rainmaker as your heavyweight champion, or do you do some sort of a triple threat aspect, adding a Bushi to that as well? But then no, it wouldn't make sense for, for the titles because you can't unify them, but that's your dream match, isn't it? How do you, well, I think, I think you can get to that. And that's why they have the 30, those, you know, the anniversary show. That's where they do the junior and heavy. Remember they did Okada and Osprey yeah. and then they did Jay White Osprey. I think you leave it at that. Cause the, the one thing about, about with new Japan is the heavyweight division is, is like the prize and the junior guys work to try to get into that division. So okay. by, by adding something like Sorry, that, like on, on paper, like you're dude, if they did Okada, Osprey, Ibushi, I, I'd say Alex, just take me wherever it is. Like, like I'm all in for it. But you know, like I don't. Like I'll say this: I think the only hundred percent lock that I have for sure in my G1 is Okada beating Osprey. There's if if New Japan has Osprey beating Okada in the G1 in their A block meaning the junior heavyweight champion defeating the heavyweight champion, then that means this guy's winning the title in, a, in six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think of this. Say, you look, at Liger. look at Liger in 2001. Like, I, 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 probably not a lot of people watched it, but he was like, get the hell out of my way. I, I'm, he like, like, like squashed almost everybody. It was almost like Kenny Omega when he was doing the junior run as the cleaner, where he was just killing everybody. Um, that's how Liger was. He had three points in the in the G one when he was in it. So, like I, I, I don't see Osprey winning that much in this G one. I got a couple wins for him, but I mean, I think I got him at six points. Like I think I got him near the bottom, um, wow. which is crazy to think. Um, you know, and I may be way off with it. Rewatching that Ishimori match, the uh, the IWGP ju- the the best of the Super Junior Finals match against Shingo, those are five star plus matches, man. Like seriously, yeah. and then you had him and Kota at the dome. Yeah, Kota gets a little woozy and whatnot, but you have that him and Cobb at Madison Square Garden was definitely a four and a half. I would say. 
this guy is on such a roll. Why wouldn't you want to build that guy? I know Gato is still the booker, even though the rumor was that he was not booking New Japan anymore, uh, you know, before <laughs> Dominion. Uh, but damn, I mean, why wouldn't you, you know, say, hey, we have eight months mapped out, but this is striking while the fire is hot. I, I think it's just because of the history of the company. You don't, you don't sacrifice everything that, that you've worked for to build that, that title in the division on, on a hot hand, which you could easily, like, now I'll say this. If he wouldn't have rewon the junior title, maybe I would have had a different thought about it. You know, mm-hmm. he comes in after losing the never title, um, doesn't do the super junior and then just does the G one. Okay. Now I, you know, that's believable to me now, but going off the history of this, I just, I don't see, I don't see him getting a ton of wins because of that reason. Now, so that then, say, next year you could do something. Mm-hmm. But if you I'd just say, say then, I, I guess, I guess easiest way for me to say this last thing I have is if you have Osprey beat Okada, what does that say about your cha- your main champion losing to the junior champion? What if it's by a roll up? Allah, what he, what Okada did to Jericho at Dominion, you know, just kind yeah. of like a uh, a random pin. I do you really want one of because you can't have Okada run through this block? Yes, he's the rainmaker. Yes, he is the ace of this era. But damn, man, you got to build that competition where it's just like okay. This guy can't win every match because any title match from now on is just like, well, there's no points. Like, you know, Okada's going to win this. But do you really want arguably one of the greatest champions in your entire company and arguably one of the best wrestlers that may ever be by the end of it being the first heavyweight champion to lose to a junior champion? Uh, I, I would say I don't have a problem with that since he's a tweener. He he kind of has been doing heavy and junior. So, yeah, he's a champion. I, I'd say it's different if it's, you know, Taka Mishinoku. Yeah, I could totally see the difference in that. But Will Ospreay has built himself up into where he's crossing Ariel out in his name on Twitter. Yep. You know, where it's just like, hey, take me seriously. Hey, I almost beat you at the last anniversary show. I came that close. You know, we, we are brethren. We are chaos. But I know that little thing, once you make that mistake, I will capitalize. And, and everything you're saying is like 100% right. Like, I'm I'm on board with a lot of it. I just, going with New Japan lore and like, him beating the the leader of their faction. It's like mm-hmm. when Shingo wrestles Naito. I don't think there's any chance Shingo's beating Naito. The junior in your division in your no. stable isn't going to beat the leader of the stable. Like unless you're it, ready readying a new leader or or yeah. you know a guy to break out. I, I mean you I, have a Sonata or an Evil beat Naito. You know obviously in a different scenario because they're not the same block. But I don't see there's anything wrong with that because, again, you're teasing dissension for down the road. Not the Kazuna road, maybe in 2020, <laughs> but, you know, something along those lines. But, hey, we'll find out July 20th, Okada Osprey. Now, the thing that irritates me is the last night of the A block, what do we get? Kazuchiko Okada 
versus Kota Ibushi. Mere months before they're probably the second night main event at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom 14. See, and that's the way that that was set up is really making me like, this is why I said, like, I want to do when we do the G1 thing, like there's so much I want to bounce off of you that I've analyzed and read and looked at and just, just played scenarios out in my head. And I don't know because they're wrestling the last night really is starting to make me go with my gut that I had going into it. And I might be picking Naito to keep winning. Man, and just look at that final night in the B block. You get Tetsuya Naito taking on Jay White. How freaking awesome is that? The two guys that don't give an F taking on each other. My God. Yep. No, 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 continue. Because I have a scenario for something entirely different. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So this is the other thing, the last part about this that, that confuses me too, which will, I really want to get to when we, when, when we talk to G1, is do you really want to, I understand it's, you know, it's, it's the final and it's going to sell itself anyway, so it doesn't matter about doing repeats, but do you really want to do Naito Ibushi again in the final? Uh, I so mean, now, they, they have a literal blood feud of 2019 on their hands. Let's be just, real. It, it, there's so many, so many questions I have because if Okada Abushi is the main event, now okay, so now we go to that role and does a guy like Saber or maybe Kenta wins the A block and loses yeah. tonight? Because then you don't sacrifice having Abushi Naito again. You could do Naito and Kenta, which is totally fine. Kenta can lose and no one's gonna care. Um, and you get Naito to win, but. Now, but then it's like, okay, well, if, if Ibushi beats Okada but doesn't win the G1, does he still get a title shot at, like, King of Pro Wrestling or something like that? There's just so many, like, crazy scenarios that I've I've been running through my head that I just, like, God, I we need, like, two hours to talk this G1 because it's just so if you don't So if you have Naito beat Jay White, it's Naito, see, but then you got Hiroshi Tanahashi. No one gave him a chance. To win last year's G1. He's taking on Osprey in that last night. I mean, the only thing that makes sense for, a, for if Naito does win the G1 and say he takes on, I don't know, can you have him take on Okada, you know, in, in, in the finals? I mean, again, you're, you're giving up something that you're, you're planning to see within six months from then, Okada you know. Okada can't win. Because you, you can't have Okada lose in the G1 final and then wrestle the guy again. Like, that, that's, that's why it's so hard. Like, here, I'll just, okay, spoiler alert, this may change, so it's not too big of a deal for me right now. So, I have Naito and Jay White both finish at 14 points with Naito beating White the last night to get the tiebreaker, and that's how Naito gets in. And I have Moxley at 12 points, where if he wins... I have him beating Naito, so he, he would have the tiebreaker, but I have Juice playing spoiler to Moxie. Yes. Yep. Perfect. So that gets you Naito in there. I have I have uh, Osprey getting one of his three wins against Tanahashi playing spoiler the last night with Tanahashi being so beat up. You know, he he's he's going to get that. Le- I, I And I have um, Abushi and, Abushi and uh, Tanahashi having a draw earlier. So Abushi, uh, Tanahashi's at 11, where he would be at 13. Um, 
I have Okada at 12, I have Kent at 12, and then I have Kota Ibushi beating Okada to get to 13. That's how the final night, like, every match matter type thing. I, it's, it, but then again, I could be like I, I have Kenta too. Like, like I said, Kenta beating Zack Saber. So now Kenta's sitting at twelve points, but I have Kenta beating Okada. So now Kenta's got a shot. Where boy, if these guys don't win right, and I have him beating Kota Ibushi. So I have him beating these main guys. Where if he wins this, you know, if the right guys lose, Kenta could win this whole thing. So I may switch it to Kenta. Oh. My thought being. If Kenta beats Okada, just like Marafuji beat Okada, King of Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. we get an IWGP title match of Kazuchika Okada versus Kenta. Hell effing yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, there's so many crazy – you know, if this is motivated, not fat, not caring Kenta, and I know he's beat up, but, man, if this dude can do what he – you know, for a while, you could argue he was the best wrestler alive for, for many years, and, and nobody got to see him because he was a Noah if that's that same same Kenta, I mean, why not give him a run? And maybe, maybe just maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it's going to be Naito against Kenta and Abushi and Joe oh, White. Oh my god! I don't, like I don't know because what to the do aspect with. is you have the briefcase matches. So that's where I was mm-hmm. thinking. It was like, who do you have? I mean, has anyone? Yeah, I think they have, but you would probably know more. Has anyone taken the briefcase during one of those matches to go on to the dome? I thought, no, you know, it wasn't a briefcase win, but um, Tanahashi beat Styles at King of Pro Wrestling for the title. Okay. So then so it was led to Tanahashi and Okada. So if Naito so no wins to get your Ibushi Okada main event at the Dome, then you have Ibushi, because then you can't have Ibushi face Naito. Uh, depending on their win-loss record against each other, because we all know how important that is, you know, for Abushi to then win the briefcase, unless Abushi wins the G1, and then that's how Naito slips into the uh, into the domain event against Okada, is he he gets the briefcase somehow since he has Abushi's number as of late. And there you go. Abushi beats Naito for the briefcase. Now Naito can still defend the IC title. Like there's just it's and and who's to say you don't do uh, Hogan Warrior for Mania Six? Okada the the heavy versus Naito the IC and you go that route like you were saying with the Osprey. Naito yeah. could beat him finally, and then he could just vacate the IC because that's the lower of the two, just like Warrior did. And if they do that route, and that sets up what I was going to bring up to you a few minutes ago perfectly, because, like I said, Will Ospreay considered hands down one of the, if not the best wrestler on the planet right now. American audiences, Japanese audiences, it's there. The proof is in the wrestling. Say you withhold someone's comeback because they didn't come back, you know, uh, June 5th. Um, or, or whatnot when, you know, they, he, he teased on Twitter there. Why don't you prolong that? Why don't you have his comeback match be the main event night one at the Tokyo Dome, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14, Will Ospreay defending his IWGP junior heavy or junior championship against the ticking time bomb, Hiromu Takahashi. That, That would be awesome. Now, I'll say this. I don't know if I don't know if they would go that route, but I'll tell you this. If if the IC champion isn't Naito facing Okada, you headline the first night of the of the Wrestle Kingdom. With the IC. You do, 
Yep, and then your semi main is is you could I think you legit could run the Thank juniors you. or semi main. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. you know that, and so that you know because they've been running it like four, third or fourth to the top. You know, you cut that in half. Hell yeah, semifinal main event is Osprey and Hiromu. Beautiful. And then, and then, so, so you do this route. You go Naito. So I have I have Naito losing two matches in the thought of two briefcase matches. I have Hiroki Goto beating him because him getting a briefcase shot is a nothing match that would sell tickets, and it doesn't hurt Naito losing to a guy like Goto. We know Goto's not going to win, so it's perfectly simple. But I also have Moxley winning against uh, Naito ah. for two reasons. Two reasons being one. You could do the briefcase match with it, or two, you could set up Naito defending the IC against Moxley in the main event of night one with, as you said, we'll take Osprey and Hiromu as the semi-main. Night two, you have Okada Ibushi for the title, and your semi-main is the Jericho-Tanahashi match. Ooh. You have I forgot two about Jirahashi. events now that way. <laughs> My God, or, or what if somehow, some reason, uh, no, that's not going to happen. Maybe it happens at King of Pro Wrestling. You get a tag match, a special match. You get the uh, the, the Japanese aces, uh, Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada, taking on Chris Jericho and the returning, the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Uh, Even though it's curry line-wise, in America, would it make sense? But, you know, you've got the Canadians... Versus the Japanese, how baller. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> just, this, is, this is why I'm saying, like, there's so much intrigue with this G1 that I don't know how, like, I don't know. And and that's the best part, is I don't know anymore. I was so set on Tetsuya Naito winning this for sure. At 2020, he gets the title, finally gets his moment. But now I don't know. And and this is where Gato, who didn't leave the company, like people said, is yeah. so damn smart. Because what does he do? Now he, everybody who is assuming Naito is going to win for sure, everybody's questioning it because he's the IC champion now. So you son of a bitch, oh. you did it again. Pay the man his money, meaning Gato, because <laughs> I don't know how he does this. I My mind's about to blow up because I'm like, how do you, how can you book him that long term? Uh, into that route, but hey, all elite wrestling is gonna, you know, try to do the same thing. People are sleeping on this B block, by the way. Get Juice Robinson, Shingo Takagi, Toriyano, Tetsuya Naito, Tomohiro Ishii, Jeff Cobb, Hiroki Goto, Jay White, Taichi, and John Moxley. Oh, Again, Moxley Yano. That's my uh, that's my wild card of match of the tournament. That is my like low key. I cannot wait to see that match. Oh man! And can you imagine the beef that's going to be slapping each other when Shingo wrestles either Ishii or Cobb? Oh my it's god! It's going to be violence and Shingo and Goto. The last. <laughs> I'll say this: the only way I think you could make like. The A block is, is damn near perfect. The B block is so low-key, it could be tremendous. But if you would have took a guy like Hiroki Goto and switched him with Bad Luck Fale, good God, every night you're having a, a – I mean, it's 10. <laughs> like, now, think, think about this the, for our next – for our G1 show, because obviously we could talk about this for the next hour. You know, Daddy, unfortunately, was off of the list here. He is not in the G1. 
what if you put Minoru Suzuki in the A block instead of Bad Luck Fale? Oh, hey, Wouldn't that just on. make the field? <laughs> well, because here's the thing too is is like not getting not God, we're just gonna keep getting into the G one. It is what it is, people. The run sheet's fucked. It's gone. Whatever. Um, Lance Archer. Every time he's in a G one, it's awesome. He always has a good tournament. You know, uh, his his New Japan Cup, him and Osprey was like a four and a half, man. It was yep. tremendous. And Lance Archer, with Davey Boy gone, Lance Archer is now going to get a singles rub. And this dude, um, he lives in Texas. He's been doing all every indie show possible in Texas for the last month. And all he's doing at these shows is hawking Dallas tickets for the G1 show. Like, just working his ass off for New Japan and trying to prove that he is worth investing in. And I tell you what, man, I, I, I what, you want one of my other locks? He's beating Osprey night one. That's another oh, totally. lock I got. I, you know, I was toying with that uh, when I saw that. I, my first thought was like, oh, Archer's winning, as as yeah. he should. They made him look strong in the uh, in the tag match night one uh, at Kazuna Road or night 20, would do whatever way you look at it. Uh, I mean, granted, it was against Toa Hanare, but he murders him, the choke slam, the black oath. He pulls him off so he doesn't get pinned and then does the claw as the Japanese stretching crew is stretching, uh, you know, uh, uh, Okada and uh, whoever else was the chaos guy. But Yoshihashi, because he deserves to be stretched. Um, like, are, they are making Archer look crazy crazy strong again to lead that um into the g1 but i i wholeheartedly agree man i when i saw that night one i was like it's in his backyard they had a hell of a match at the new japan cup um as we have stressing enough go watch that match people new japan make that your free match on monday next week um because damn he's he has that big man mentality where he could do a lot of damage uh, to to a lot a lot of the guys there, and he works hard. Like he doesn't just you know lackadaisical in there. When he's in those one on one matches, he's going hard. One one of my favorite G one matches. Not like I, I I probably went maybe three and three quarters on it. So like when I say one of my favorite, it wasn't because it was Okada Omega type wrestling, but uh, Lance Archer and Tetsuya Naito from like the 2014 G1 was one of my favorite matches of the whole tournament. It was when wow. Naito was stardust genius and he's going to the top rope, but I can't remember what he was going to do. And Archer goes up and counters him and Naito's fighting back. So he just shoves Naito's head into the ring post while he's sitting on the top rope. <laughs> Naito's dead at this point. He just says, screw it, picks him up and just throws him out of bad luck folly off the top, and then just kills him with a powerbomb and just stands over him and pins him. Oh, like, God, it was so cool. It just... And here's the hard part, too, with this with this A block, man. Um, and then, then, then I'm going to stop. I'll let you let you have the floor with more G1 if you want, but we're gonna, I'm never going to shut up about this, and, and I'm just turning into a broken record. Once again, you have Osprey, Archer, Evil... Fale, whatever. Sonata, Saber, Abushi, Kenta, Okada, and Tanahashi. That field's so so it's so loaded. How many of these guys are how many of these guys are only gonna get like two wins and people are gonna be pissed? Like how many people are gonna be mad? Like I have Osprey going three and six. I have Sonata going three and six. How many wow. people are gonna be 
pissed that they're going three. But somebody's got to lose. Yeah, no, everybody can't win every match. You're totally right. And it's Tanahashi go the opposite end of the spectrum of last year, how he wins it, and then does he only get two wins? He's coming off multiple injuries. That's a perfect way to kind of get the old ace, you know, kind of rejuvenated. And then that's when Jericho strikes right there. Last night in the tournament. If I if I I'm I'm looking through tiebreakers here, and I think if I if I do this right with my tiebreakers, and I just noticed this right now, the person who finishes last in both blocks for me is Osprey and Shingo, the two juniors. I'm finishing last in both blocks. No, I have Shingo getting. He's got to win against Toru Yano. He's got to win against Juice. He beats Cobb. Him and Goto's tough. Oh my god, because they're the same person. He beats Taichi. I mean, that's, what, five wins right there. Him and Ishii, my God, that's going to go until I, I don't know how long. I got Juice beating Shingo. I got Shingo beating Yano, so I got him one and one. Um, I have Taichi beating Shingo. I what? have Mox beating Shingo. I have Jay White beating Shingo. I have Cobb beating Shingo. Um, I have Naito beating Shingo. And then I have, where's the next one? I have Ishii beating Shingo. And then I have Shingo beating Goto the last night. Wow, I can't wait to do this and find out our pre-results during our G1 (laughs) preview. Uh, Which, by the way, when they did the announcing of the G1 participants and Minoru Suzuki should be pissed, um, taking the mic, asking why he was not in the G1 no reaction for Bad Luck Fale at all. No. When Lance Archer was announced, he got a pop like it was Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out on a Monday in 1999. So right. Like, people were like, ah! Because everyone knows this dude works so hard. In these... Look, and Taichi got a pop, but that's because he had a great match at Minion, I will say. He, he was he was. He was was in good shape and told the story. I don't know if that'll prolong with the G1 tournament, but we got to live in a world where Taichi has been improving not only his character, his look, but his ring work. Look, low-key, Taichi is turning into somebody I enjoy. I never thought I would say that. I I have Taichi beating Ishii the last night, and I have Taichi finishing fourth in this block. Oh, man, I can I, see I that. Never, here, like, and because then it gives you now it gives you the rematch for him against Ishii. Like, yep. Dude, why can't is, Ishii just... win? Why can't he win? He's beaten every single person that is in this B block, except you know John Moxley, and I don't think he's faced Shingo anytime. But he's beaten everyone else. He beat Jeff you know, Cobb for the Rev Pro. I'm sure that you, happened. You know, <laughs> you know what you know what I really think it is is it's just he doesn't need to. They the role he plays is so perfect that there's you don't need to change it. The and enforcer? I, I think, He's the Arn Anderson of New Japan. And I don't think Ishii minds it at all. I think he enjoys wrestling these kind of matches. You know, dude, we Ishii and Naito again? Yeah. I'm I'm Go. all for that shit. There's some I matches like, for that. I think John Moxley. Yeah, Ishii White will be great. And, like, I think Moxley Taichi might be a little, uh, 
you know, I think there's, I think Mox is going to have a couple stinkers just because of his style, which is fine. He doesn't need to go out there and be Kenny Omega, but when he's in there with a guy like Ishii and probably Goto, holy shit, those are going to be good. Like, does Shota Umino come out to the ring with uh, John Moxley? Uh, he comes out. He's got his own jacket too. <laughs> I, I just, you know, that, that's what's so good about this for me is, is for for the couple the couple Moxley matches that probably won't be that amazing. The ones that are going to be amazing will be like third, like him and Juice because of the style that they were able to work was incredible. You know he's going to be able to do that with Ishii and Goto and probably Naito. The right match might be really good or really bad, and same with Jeff Cobb, because, you know, Jeff Cobb either goes out there and puts on a four-and-a-half star or he has a two-star match. It's just, it's so weird the way that Jeff Cobb works. He's got to be motivated. This is like the stage of all stages now in pro wrestling. That Michael Elgin spot. He's got to go out there and show up. ROH is barely selling any tickets for a TV taping or best in the world. He's got to be thinking, man, we got to keep this relationship going because I got to get my name internationally. Japan is where I'm going to make my bread. But as the Young Bucks said, they barely made any scratch while at New Japan, and they were one of the hottest acts for years. So it's interesting. This this field is just so remarkable how good this and and this goes off of what we you know, what my argument with, with WWE and Ring of Honor was that, that New Japan did not have a problem with. New Japan now has had their second essentially, essentially the same thing where, you know, all those guys from Pro Wrestling Noah left all Japan, you know, and they all started their own thing. You know, they got ransacked by WWE with with Anderson, Gallows, Styles, and Nakamura, and they, you know, they lost Cody, Page, the Bucks, and Kenny. And they just get it, and it just doesn't matter. It just gets better. Okay, cool. You got you, Bucks want to leave. Kenny wants to leave. Cody wants to leave. Fine. We're gonna bring in Kenta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring, yeah. Oh, which by the way, we're Dominion. Gonna... Kenta coming back with you know Shibata, you know doing his WrestleMania points <laughs> pose for about twenty seconds, but it was all worth it when Kenta shows up oh, with the takeover God. shirt. <laughs> Doing the uh, the slap to the NXT there, um, and then you know you get Shingo announcing the G1, Osprey announcing the G1, uh, you know Moxley announcing, and just so please check out Dominion again. We talked about NXT 25 being the show of the year, you know uh, the the Madison Square Garden show, possibly Wrestle Kingdom, one of the Carnival nights I'm sure is going to be on there. But Dominion, by God, I would say this is definitely a, a four and a half uh, out of five for the whole show. Uh, yeah, just Dominion, from the, the announcements alone. D- Dominion had, you know, it had your couple uh, whatever matches as every show is going to have. But the stuff that was supposed to hit home, oh, man. I mean, you look at that final stretch of matches and it was just, it was, gosh, Ishii well, and. Ichi, Abushi, uh, and Naito. I mean, those matches were so good. Kojima and Shingo was just a hard-hitting veteran matchup. Because, yeah, Shingo's new to New Japan, but he's been doing this shit for, I would say, at least 15 years. Um, and it was just an old-school, I'm-going-to-chop and clothesline the living hell out of you. Something that you kind of want to see. And, yes, we see the Kojima lock in the eyes in the back of the head. And and 
that now I'll say this. I think I'm more mad that Shing or that uh Kojima isn't in the G one than than Ooh. Suzuki. Um from everything that I've gathered is it was one As of those things where, where um so he debuted in 2004, uh, 2004, so this October is year 15 for Shingo. Yes, I mean, you got a 15-year vet, like you said. It's beautiful. God, it's crazy to think. Um, uh, Suzuki, from what, I, from what I heard and read on a couple of things, is they, had, they wanted to bring in some new, new guys into this tournament to try some new stuff and see if they could turn some heads. And it was kind of, kind of one of those mutual things where Suzuki was like, that's fine, I don't want to, you know, if you don't need me to do the tournament, I'd rather not beat myself up at 52 or however old he is. So it's kind of a mutual <laughs> thing. That's why I think they're making a, a, a gimmick out of it. So and it builds his character up so much even more. Like he's more evil incarnate than anything Paul Heyman represents. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> so, you know, so that made, made me a little less angry that like, why would they leave him off? Like, I get it. You know, look, it's, it's a long stretch. That's fine. But Kojima showed that he can still go. When he mm-hmm. went with that Shingo match, like that to me is so that to me made me a little more bummed that they took him out. But you know it's fine. Yeah, but you can you picture Kojima going over Osprey, Okada, Tanahashi, Kenta, Abushi. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, but what scares I me can't. is Folly always averages eight to ten points in these damn things. Exactly. So it's like, it, and my thought of it too was. Even if he doesn't get wins like Nagata didn't, or or like how he gave Tenzan his spot two years ago for Tenzan's final one, at least we know. Oh man, we're gonna get Kenta versus Kojima. I don't care if Kojima can't win. Can you imagine what that match would be like? No. And I don't. My God. I, you know, I've been a Kojima guy for fifteen years. You know, twenty yeah. like two or two thousand four. I think it was the the big Tenzan Kojima match that was incredible. Um, I mean, so I, I've, I've loved me some some Kojima. So there's just a little bias with it. But man, this God, this G one so much for just barely talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I retract. It was Osprey taking on Dragon Lee at Dominion, which again was still a damn five starter uh, matchup for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. My God. And, and, it's you know I I love that you bring up the the Osprey best in the world right now. I mean him and him and Shingo I think was my first five star match of the year, and as Seven. much as I've been fighting with with saying that Kento Miyahara is my wrestler of the year, he he's right there, but Osprey's probably had ten more matches than than Miyahara, and he's putting out that same quality. So just because of the body of work. I think Osprey's passed Miyahara for me as my wrestler of the year. Cause it's just is look, he had a great, you know, Miyahara had a fantastic tournament. Osprey had a fantastic G, you know, best of super junior, but now, now he's going to have a, he's going to be the G one. So now we have all these matches to compare up to with, you know what I mean? So just body of work. Osprey took over from, from Miyahara. I still got Miyahara against, uh, uh, Yuji Okabayashi, but, um, Man, Will Osprey, bro. <laughs> it's just it's mind numbing how good he is. <laughs> also mind numbing, Dragon Lee announced for Warrior Wrestling Six. What? Damn. Damn. Tessa Blanchard and the champ Brian Cage. Dang, Dragon Lee, that's a huge get. 
kudos, man. Mexican, Mexicans better show up, man. <laughs> I can say that because I am one as well. <laughs> um, I mean, we got Phantasmo against Taguchi for the British Cruiserweight and then Sabre and Yoshihashi for the RPW British Heavyweight. I don't think we're seeing and any title spot. change. Yeah, I don't. Oh, Yoshihashi. Not, Yoshi Demtris, as you said, that was hilarious. He's not winning. If he wins, man, I riot. I'm not going to watch anymore. I will be mad if he wins. What do you think of the uh, uh, Southern Showdown in Melbourne, the one on the 29th? Uh, Tadahashi and Okada against Jay White and Fale. Ooh. Like, that's a rematch of the um, the New Year Dash main event that, that me and Isaiah saw at Corican. That you wasted your time with? Um, Booty. <laughs> I mean, it could be good. I, I, I love the Japanese aces kind of, you know, coming back up. And, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be fine. I don't know why that's the main event. I get it. I mean, I'm assuming because it's Folly and White. But they're New Zealanders, man, not Australia. Yeah, but I bet you have Eagles. Yeah, Eagles Eagles coming home and God. It's they combine the two: Fale, White, and Eagles against Osprey, Okada, and Tana. And the semi-main: Toa Hanari and Tomohiro Ishii. Damn, that's going to be a battle of the uh, the strength. What's great about it is Ishii's going to make Hanari look like a million yep. doos or whatever currency they have in Australia. They, and then, so, Girls of Destiny against Juice and Mikey Nichols not announced as a title match. I wonder if they change that. Um, and then uh, Gino Gambino's on these shows, too, do it, since he's in the Bullet Club, finally using him. And we get a Tony Cozina sighting. I haven't seen Tony Cozina in, like, 12 years. So he takes on Rocky Romero, uh, the show in Sydney. Uh, the next day. <laughs> are you surprised these shows aren't selling since they're kind of offering, what did I show you? Two for the ones two for- a la stomping grounds. I wonder if these are the kind of shows that are going to still do well because they're just going to have walk up. Like I wonder if over in Melbourne, uh, it's not about selling early. It's about the walk up. You got young lions digging on Australians, young lions. I mean, in, in that first night, um, yeah. Aaron Salo, I believe they showed showcased them last year. Um, good. Slex is good. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yoshihashi and Ishii, Tokyo pimp in Australia. Watch out ladies, but a rematch from the uh, best of the super juniors, which I thought was a really good match. Uh, El yeah. Fantasmo taking on Rocky Romero. That's, that's going to be damn good. That night one. That. Oh man. So that's going to be we, uh, Got about 20 minutes left here. Um, what do you, where, where do you want to go for the end of this year? Do you want to, do you want to uh, talk some of your news and save stopping ground for later? Or do you want to, I think we kind of, uh, we, we kind of intertwined the news, you know, Harry Smith, no longer with new Japan. Uh, let's deal with the impact. Uh, the reason why he did ask if he could work some impact dates in new Japan was still birdie hurt booty hurts over their uh, usage of the Rainmaker, uh, or what do they call him? Kato? Okato? <laughs> yeah. They so like, said, no, nah, bro. You can't work there. Uh, Juice no. Robinson no longer affiliated with the Ring of Honor uh, because no one cared about Lifeline, Lifeblood. But I say you should care about Mark Haskins uh, because he's doing some damn good stuff over there, um, as well as in progress. I'll take that. 
I'll definitely take All that. Yeah, it's selling out in 15 minutes. Apparently, they had a at one time 137,600 requests for tickets. Uh, Ryan, I will throw this out to you uh, because again, this will segue into a stopping grounds. Uh, is this smart that they're doing a minimal 10,000, 11,000 seats arenas? I mean, granted, Fighter Fest, which has a freaking damn good card, which we'll get into later on this week, um, as well as Fight for the Fall and having some pretty good matches, are moving tickets uh, in smaller venues, you know, than the uh, than the Sears Center here. Is this smart? When do we get an all elite wrestling stadium show? Do you think? Because wow, I uh, I. I think you just keep riding this momentum because you're, you're, it it looks good with the demand. I, Dave Meltzer went out and said that uh, All Out was the was the most demanded ticket in any sort of combat sport or wrestling ever, which I think is a little crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I called out Meltzer, but the fact that that got brought up in that light says to me that they're doing something right. And maybe you just don't do it yet. I think you got to get on TV, and I think you got to win people over on TV. If you if you start producing better ratings than the WWE, then I think you you, you take a shot at one of your you know a big big show in a in a venue like that. You know, twenty thousand. Like, is that what you do the Garden? Maybe in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, something like that would be good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, nothing like a football stadium, not yet. A whole, I mean, granted, they could have done Soldier Field. Let's be real by, by the demand that was there. Like I said, when I went on at 11.04, it was like, you are 47,612. I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 47,000. Uh, just just insane. Tony Khan was the guest on the Steve Austin podcast last week. Not sure if you checked that out, Ryan. Awesome. Energy. I did not. I didn't know that I dropped You yet. can tell the fanboy in Tony Khan, uh, but also the business side, a good look into him, his psyche, how he wants to build all elite wrestling. Uh, one of the uh, the few things um, you know that was mentioned is they're having a tag team a tournament. Uh, you know, kind of when they they start on television this fall, should be on Wednesday night Dynamite. Uh, but uh, they will kind of have a um, essentially a match that'll determine a first round size. Uh, in a triple threat tag match with best friends um, taking on SCU and private party, which again, they will receive a first round by um, at all outs in the world tag team championship tournaments. Again, that's awesome. The wording is all over the place, but he said, I love tag team wrestling. People love tag team wrestling and it hasn't been done right for a lot of years. You can even say new Japan doesn't really do it all that effectively, uh, Mm -hmm. which we have seen over with the tournaments over the last couple of years or at least since I've started, you know, or at least since, you know, Machine Gun kind of left. But uh, it's, you know, it's something that they have the talent. We saw, you know, tidbits of it, you know, the the Dark Circle, a.k.a. Super Smash Bros., uh, you know, kind of building an interesting look for them. Uh, what do you say of uh, tag teams kind of coming back on our TVs Wednesday nights, Ryan? I love it, man. Tag team wrestling, when done right, is some of the best stuff ever. I, I kudos to NXT when I say that with the revival and American Alpha and you know undisputed era Raiders guys like those. Like when you have good tag wrestling, it's beautiful. But you yeah. need to have people that are committed to do it. That and they're in a perfect spot. Lucha Bros, you know, Young Bucks, 
SCU, you have guys that are committed to wanting to be tags and not solo acts. You, you know, you, you grab Shima. That dude. Can, yeah, and then hashtag take, strong take the, You could take the two of us, and uh, you know, we could have a we could have a four star tag match with him. So all all the right formulas there, and it shows that they're committed to making it a priority by the by the names they brought in, the people they brought in. Who could team with Jimmy Havoc? Would Joey Janela be a prime example for a wow? I couldn't believe uh, that's a tag team, but it works. I think she could. Hmm. Hmm. What if what if they stole Paul Robinson? Oh man. Um. <laughs> no, I, I'm just looking at the card here. I'm like, huh? That would be a really hardcore tandem. Uh, that I didn't know that I I would need. Um. Hell, you could even throw Darby Allen kind of along with that. Uh. But it's kind of one tandem that I'm really enjoying. Uh. I don't know if you've been watching the B and the Elite the last few weeks. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Yeah, it's kind of a cool uh, little team there. <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, uh, they're showing that they're they got a lot invested in Jungle Boy. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully he keeps improving. He's a guy that I don't think that they need to go crazy with right away. But you know that's that's the kind of young hand that you keep on your roster and you slow build them for a while. You know he gets some L's here and there, he gets some wins here and there, but it doesn't hurt him. Oh man. Let's just, uh, should we just go over the card really quick? Yeah, yeah, run it down. Uh, for the buy-in show, you know, that you, you well, you can actually stream the whole event free, uh, free of charge over on the, uh, why am I spacing on the website? Uh, I want to say, BR Report. yeah, BR, yeah, Bleacher, thank you, Bleacher Report. Um, for the buy-in for the pre-show, you got Leva Bates, uh, friend of the show, uh, who also gives hugs, um, Taking on Kylie, uh, Smiley Kylie Ray, uh, which both librarians will be in each other's corner. Peter Avalon, of course, being the other librarian. Again, funny stuff over on Being the Elite. Uh, again, that tag match that will determine who will get a buy in or uh, a first round buy, I should say, in the tag team tournament. SCU, Scorpio Sky, and uh, Kazarian taking on best friends, Chucky T. And of course, the other guy, why can't I think of names right now? Um, Trevor had a, a ticket on Private Party, which, uh, you know, I believe it's Road to Fighter Fest has a um, kind of a uh, kind of look at Private Party. Um, I've got to check out, but something that I will soon. Yeah. Then a Isaiah hardcore Cass- match. What's and, that? Uh, Mark, Mark, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark, um, Mark, Mark 10. Mark, Mark, I, I don't know the Isaiah Cassidy's one of the guys. Okay. Oh, profile. That's what I was kind of looking for. A profile on Private Party. So check Ooh, that out on the YouTubes. Um, but uh, Michael Nakazawa was taking on Jabali, the guy who kind of runs this whole uh, uh, CEO <laughs> kind of event. Like you said, what the hell? <laughs> uh, how much baby oil is going to be used in that match? Oh man, Michael. Over Nakazawa. under four bottles. Mm. I'm going to go under because I think he's only going to get two out. I think he's going to do one and then go for a second one. And then uh, Alex Jabaley's going to roll him up. I was about to say, is that going to be Nakazawa's uh, downfall? Jabaley gets one, sprays it in his eyes, and then rolls up for the win. <laughs> I think I think you got to have the, 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 the guy from uh, Community Effort Orlando get the victory. 
<laughs> so that'd be cool to do it. <laughs> totally. Uh, you get Cody taking on Darby Allen, which uh, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm looking really forward to that match there. Um, a a match. Uh, what 25 years in the making. Uh, friends from uh, from their times overseas. Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel, taking on Shima. Breathe that in. Oh, man, I can't wait for Shima's got to get his win back, right? From uh, oh, Double Oh, totally, totally. Oh, my God, that's going to be awesome. Uh, speaking of awesome, the women's wrestling were showcased uh, fantastically over at Double or Nothing. Uh, we got Nyla Rose taking on Riho. Man, Riho, that's going to be awesome. And Yuka yeah. Sakazaki. Yeah, that's my... That's my Tokyo Joe's Oh, Riho, that's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> then we get a four-way match. Uh, we get uh, Hangman Adam Page, Jungle Boy, Jimmy Havoc, MJF Fatal Four-Way, a rambunctious crew of workers... So many different styles within this one match here, Ryan. Uh, it's hard to say who you got, but you got to build momentum for a Hangman pay, uh, Page leading into All Out against uh, Chris Jericho here. But wow, what a random array! Yeah, it's uh, Page. Page should get the win. It, it builds more MJF Adam Page, and then Jimmy Havoc's a nice throw in because of who he is. And I think Jungle Boy. It's just a good way to get him in there with some veteran hands and just kind of. You know, learn on the fly a little bit. As long as I think hands are young as hell. The uh, two of the three. <laughs> uh, then we get, I'm assuming, the co-main event. To me, this is the true main event of the card. Uh, John Moxley, Moxley making his All Elite Wrestling in-ring debut against that bad boy, the guy who I shook hands with, I don't know, seven times last year at All In. Awesome guy. Great little documentary over on YouTube on him as well. Uh, the bad boy, Joey Janela. Wow. Is this surprising to you that this doesn't have a stip? I, I don't think they need stips. I think they're just going to beat the living hell. Now, are they going to end up in the water and or sand? They got to at least <laughs> wrestle in the sand, right? If it's truly on the, on the beach. A uh, psychosis, Rey Mysterio from Bash at the Beach. Um, Hurricane Rana off the life life tower into the sand, uh, like rated. <laughs> Woo! Oh my gosh! Uh, then of course the main event, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Yes, the 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 elites reforming to take on the Lucha Bros and Pac. I mean, uh, newly. Uh, New new teammates, uh, the Laredo Kid, Lucha Bros regaining the AAA Tag Team Championships uh, in a match that I believe if you search uh, on a reputable streaming service, you could find, uh, or at least uh, the last portion of the match, which I did, and uh, it's everything you expected. I don't know if it was as good as the double or nothing, uh, just due, due to, again, I think only 15 minutes of the match was shown. Uh, but this Laredo kid, tell me about him and why oh, is he going to steal the show? Laredo kid has that momentum uh, that, that we, we were getting with Bandito. Um, he, he's been doing some triple a work. Um, he's arrested an impact as of late. Um, he was with Garza Jr. in the tag tournament. Um, 
his his stuff in AAA though has been where it's really, really been killing. Um, there's a match, I want to say two, three weeks ago. I'm, I'm still trying to find it. And when I find it, I'll, I'll post it on our page. But he wrestled El Hijo uh, Del Vikingo. And it's uh, supposedly this match is just like one of those El Vikingo and, and him. It just It's incredible. Like this is the, the Lucha match of the year, hands down. So I think it was oh, only like man. two weeks ago. So I'm going to try to find that. And, <laughs> so I'll, I'll try to get that up. But yeah, no, Laredo kid, man, he's, he's 32. Um, he's, he's wrestled once as Tony Guevara. Um, he wrestled uh, with Sammy Guevara against Los Matadores way back in the day on a WWE show. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Wow. If anybody happened to ever watch that debacle, that it probably was, but was it no, Laredo kid, man. Probably. I mean, those Los Velocity. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'm going to try to find this match and I'll, I'll get this posted because I, I want to see it so bad with, uh, with how much everyone's been hyping it. I'm going to start like, looking right it, now, actually. Isn't this card for Fighter Fest uh, go toe to toe with what we saw with Stomping Grounds uh, tonight? <laughs> oh, and I found it. I just found it already. Uh, I was from, uh, yeah, it was like, it was, it was on the uh, 11th or June 9th. It's for the AAA cruiserweight match. Yeah. Laredo kid against El Hijo del Vikingo. When you actually type in Laredo kid on Google and hit versus, that's the first that comes up. (laughs) So yeah, I'll get this post right now. Um, this card is, this card is just tremendous, man. There's so much good stuff. on And And it's free. Bleacher Report live. Download the app on uh, pretty much anywhere, except your uh, LG TVs. But if you got an Apple TV or a Fire Stick, there you go. <laughs> oh man, I mm, God, this is lo- like this low key is is a really really entertaining show, and and just continues to build up the momentum for all elite wrestling. When they keep right. putting on right. great product. I'm back to being focused. Uh, I got the Laredo Kid El Hijo Del Vaquino match uh, posted and ready to go on our WrestleCast Facebook page. So go to the Facebook page and you can check out the link, everybody. And uh, yeah, tell me what, post what you guys think. And also give us a like on uh, Facebook.com. Uh, just look at uh, WrestleCast Radio. Yeah. Um. Got a few minutes left in the show here. What do you what do you want to what do you want to do here? We want to, do you want to talk anything else or do we want to wrap her up for tonight? Uh, what's that? Stopping grounds. What did you think? Um, I or, thought. Or do we do or do we wait? Uh, in a few days and maybe uh, we'll see how uh, WWE kind of does their no wrestling during commercial breaks uh, starting oh. tomorrow. Can you imagine being at a show and they just stop? What, what your, like, I couldn't believe that article. Like, I'm like, it's April Fool's. Like, how did you wrestler and you're killing the momentum there? I, the, this, Vince McMahon is so, like, out of key with what's going on that I just, 
it's just beyond. Like, I hope the XFL takes off and he just stops. You know, and, and once again, like, looking <laughs> at the Stop the Ground show, the the Cruiserweight three-way was tremendous. Uh, Tozawa running across the apron oh. off the steps, shooting a, uh, a huge senton onto Drew Gulak against the barricade. That was dope. You know, Owens and Zayn against the New Day was was pretty damn good. That was a three, three-and-a-half star match. Yeah. Ricochet Joe was freaking awesome. Joe looked a little motivated. Um, I really liked it. You know, the Daniel Bryan and Rowan against Heavy Machinery, it wasn't anything amazing, but it, it was better than I could have thought it was. Watch I'll tell you what. Crowd response. Oh, and, the and, and, Bryan crowd, as it should have been. So, you know, so they probably booked it wrong with that. But, uh, you know, so somebody said this to me. Wouldn't Heavy Machinery be awesome as just a bunch of badass heels? But how can you go back from being the fun, jolly dudes who does the Caterpillar to being badass heels? No, I agree with that. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, Otis, he's a, you know, he's a legit wrestler. What do they say? He wrestled for the Pan Am Games and whatnot. Uh, And and Tucker, you know, he has his moments. But, you know, Otis is definitely the guy out of that team. But, unfortunately, with the restrictions that the WWE usually has with how you look comparable to how you perform, unfortunately, it's just going to be the the stuttering gold dust gimmick, and it Uh. seems like with the cardboard titles. Yeah, it's true. That's true. So, um, Suit Williams said, I wish Daniel Bryan would kick Otis to the point that he, be, he turns into Taz and stops acting like Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know, but, Roman and, and McIntyre, aside from the finish, wasn't a bad match. No, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's the wrong way to go. You don't. Roman Reigns doesn't need to win ever again. And he'll still sell merch. People will still cheer, boo him. But if you want to build McIntyre, if you want to build a reputable opponent that's not a teasing, you know, cashing in your briefcase or, you know, just, uh, you know, doing something on TV. We're going to be going to name our free and not deliver on that promise involving your champ, Seth Rollins, (laughs) who I'm sorry is being stale, especially when you build in this story along with his girlfriend, the Raw Women's Champion, which look awkward as hell when they show, I don't know, any sort of emotion or, or like for each other, even though they're apparently going out in real life. Why was Becky Lynch still wearing her gear? She wrestled yeah, the first, first match on the card. She had three hours to shower, relax, get something to eat and catering, shoot the shit with Sasha Banks on, tw- you know, on Twitter through the DMs, what have you. But my God. My God, you don't need Roman Reigns to win. I'm sorry. Drew McIntyre looked awesome. There were times where he kicked out of spots where I'm like, they're going to give him the win. Yeah. Give him the win. You give Shane the win over Roman Reigns, which, hey, I like that finish. I liked how Roman Reigns took the loss against Shane McMahon over at Super Showdown. I like how Shane totally missed the uh, the coast-to-coast, but God bless the cameraman and uh, the guy <laughs> in the truck. Uh, the asshole, can't think of his name, Kevin Dunn, for saying, hey, put the camera angle on the spot where you can't see Shane missing the coast-to-coast. But damn it, man, you missed the Claymore click, the stupid Superman bunch, and the spear. 
I saw the spear enough with Ben K, but like you said, at least Ben K does it right. Roman Reigns stopped winning. Are you setting up (laughs) for Reigns Rollins at SummerSlam? No. Here's the worst part. Is I think Reigns should have beat Shane and McIntyre should have beat Roman. I thought they had the wrong guy win both matches. And now they're going to have a rematch tomorrow in a handicap match? Two on one. Uh, and my, my question for you, Ryan, is going back to a game that we'll have here on WrestleCast Radio uh, in the next couple of shows. Ryan, what brand is Roman Reigns on? Oh, shit. Yeah, Smack- exactly. <laughs> it's, but he's on it's, Raw. He's, he hasn't been on SmackDown in weeks, but he's been on Monday Night Raw, but he was drafted to SmackDown. Here's, here is the Bullshit. kicker for this it is. It's just this wild card thing has got everything. It's like Sasha, Alexa Bliss is going for a title on a brand she's not even a part of. Yeah. Uh, like, it's the build up to a match is, with her and Nikki Cross, which I'm fine with because Nikki is awesome. But, but here was my main issue with this: with this, this is your two main single women matches and your two main single men's title matches were the worst matches on the show. And when oh. you're, when your main title, I mean, I, you're not, I mean, well, I mean, let's look, look at the body of work. There's no way that main event wasn't one of the worst hey things guys, on that show. Uh, if you're listening live, download us on Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, what have you, because we are going into stomping grounds. <laughs> Thank you for listening live. <laughs> are, are we still going right now? I mean, we're not kicked off, are we? Let's okay, okay. All right, I'll, I'll finish. I just want to finish. I, I didn't know if I should finish my point or I should just sign off and save it. <laughs> um, I, I that was a damn good lead-in, by the way, to the to the extra show here. I love that. That you fool, you got me going. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, Rollins Corbin, it was not good whatsoever. That's one of the worst matches on the show. Um, Kofi and Kofi and and Ziggler was, I mean, it's fine, but. For a cage match, it just—I don't know. Like WWE just hasn't had a good cage match in a long time. The last time I think I've enjoyed anything in a cage was that New Day Usos match. That was ironically one of oh. our pictures on the Facebook page. Yeah, um, wasn't that a cell yeah. match though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, I guess it wasn't a cage, but like when when you think of Ziggler and Kofi, they have these crazy good matches, and then they get inside of a cage. And it's they just work each other's legs, and I was like, "Come on!" And then you mentioned the fact that they didn't even sound for he jumped out of the cage, <laughs> and it jumped out of the cage. It's just adrenaline. Every, every WWE cage matches, I'm going to climb up the cage and I'm going to pull you off, and they don't mm-hmm. do anything in the matches, and that's why I say like it's not like they did anything bad or wrong, but it just it it just felt really long and was just it just got boring. Like I found myself. You know, making the episode that we're on right now and, you know, messing around on my phone. And it's just... To be fair, though, instead of utilizing going up on top of the cage, trying to, you know, knock the other guy, you know, trying to escape the cage, you know, essentially, they did it, but not from going over the top. It was going through the door, something that they kind of utilized from the beginning. Ziggler, you know, walking to the door right away saying, open the door, open the door, you know, as he knocks out Kofi. You know, I, I thought that was nice because, and I thought that was 
was pretty cool, which it started with the door and it ended with the door, which I can't tell you the last cage match that ended with someone going out the door. Hell, Kofi leaped, suicide dived as, as Ziggler is crawling where he was selling his leg injury away more than Kofi. But I liked how they utilized the cage. They were smashing each other through. Ziggler's flipping Kofi where I'm like, that had to hurt numerous times, flipping him, you know, onto the side of the cage and whatnot, you know, falling onto the ropes there. I, I thought they had excellent usage of it. Um, it's, you know, it is what it was. Again, that dive is pretty damn cool. Like something you, you don't think you've seen, you know, but, but the top of the cage spot that, you know, led before that, it is what it is. Ziggler was literally 70% over the side of the cage there, but still somehow got knocked down to uh to back inside. And and like and like I agree with every part of that. That's why like I, I'm not trying to like hate hate on it. It's just like when when I think of a cage match, I'm thinking of you know Roddy Piper, Greg Valentine, or you know Magnum T A Tully Blanchard, where these guys hate each other, and there's you know it's it's a fight, and these are just two guys just kind of having a wrestling match, like. What was the point of having a cage match? They, they they didn't seem like they hated each other that much. It, it was there was more intensity when Ziggler attacked Kofi the first time. Yeah, there was more intensity in the promo to lead up to the cage match mm-hmm. showdown. And Ziggler's like, I'm tired of you know him just you know winning you know just not the right way. He's like, I you know you're winning incorrectly. And when he stated about Kofi Kingston, how he was the best champion of all time. Not only did I spit out my imaginary beer um, at the screen, <laughs> I love Kofi and all, but he's not the best champion. As I get, Ziggler's trying to put him over. He's trying to put the championship over. Respect for that. But come on, man. We all know Kofi's going to lose you know, someone pretty damn soon, unfortunately. Probably Roman Reigns when he realizes he's on Tuesday nights and or Friday nights. <laughs> Something, you know, before then. But damn, I I liked it. It's not something I'm going to go back and watch. I prefer their 2010-2011 feud a lot more. Yeah, I messed up. But, uh, you know, what are they going to do next? A submission match? I mean, the, to, to end the trilogy before Ziggler does more stand-up comedy? I'm against it. It's Extreme Rules next month. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a Kendall stick on a pole match. As long as it's Here, not here's, Bailey. Here's here's where I, you 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 said exactly what I was trying to say for what I meant with my point on this, and I'm glad you said what you did. The promos and everything, and you know the the buildup was so good. But if you were to think of two guys in a cage match, boy, they sure didn't seem to hate each other that much. Like, why they should have just had a normal match, and it probably would have been a lot better. Yeah. So that's the only reason. Yeah, and it's 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 just a force of expectations. When you have the WWE Championship in a cage, I'm not expecting it to be that. Like, so that's why it hurt me a little bit. And but I will say, Kofi had fire. He was more aggressive. I like since all these old timers, Jim Ross, uh, and and uh, pre Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, uh, Billy Graham. And a few other people say you need to be more aggressive or you need to pump yourself with steroids, blah, blah, blah. I liked how he has been showing that more on screen, on TV. Yeah, he throws the pancakes, he slaps his hand, he skips to the ring sometimes. But you could tell in his 
aneurysms in his promos that the fire is there and it is believable. He's not the underdog anymore. He believes he is the champ, you know, long time overdue in Kofi's case. And for that, I, I can get behind. So that's why I'm not so poo poo on, on this match. Yes. The cage, was it needed? No, but Hey, it's something that'll build up to the finality of this trilogy. And it's, 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 it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Omega Jericho for me, where it's like I had such a high expectation for it that it let me down, and that's why I think I it 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 was lower for me. Like it wasn't bad, but I was like, God, this this match could have been so much more. Um, but I mean, yeah, what it is comparing to the main event, I I agree. It could have been a lot more. Uh, if you had to tell me, put a gun to my head, and say you have to watch the the Universal or the SmackDown Championship. <laughs> I'll take the SmackDown Championship any day. Of the Agreed. Week. Like I, I, you know, um, and the, the, and then the two women's matches were just kind of like flat. <laughs> like they just were like it was just. I like. Right. I like the Bailey Alexa Bliss match. Yeah, the Nikki Cross thing, dumb. I don't think you needed her. Um, I think you could have given this a match maybe five or six more minutes if you weren't trying to tell a totally different story than a match for the women's championship. And, and like, I, and I, the only, like, I liked Bailey and bliss more than I liked Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans, because Lacey Evans is just, she's, she's below Dana Brooke for me now. She's, she's she's a step above Tamina at this point. She sucks. And, (laughs) and like, it doesn't help that Becky Lynch is the loudest freaking wrestler in the world. Back elbow. All right, here it comes. Get close. You're not close enough. Hey, here, duck the clothes. Like, dear God Almighty, does she have her own mic in her in her jacket or in her outfit? <laughs> and, it, and I mean, dude, wait. I, I just like so you know. I I'm because of you know because of the situation. I listen for that. And I see that. And I'm like, oh my God, she's screaming at her. And then Lacey Evans isn't in play. Like. Becky Lynch had to, was going to do her that that step up kick, and she had to go back down and then do oh, it a second yeah. time because Lacey Evans is like bumbling around, and then you know Be- Becky Lynch takes a shot into the into into the table, and you know she's she's holding the ribs or whatever. Okay, because they're going to do a you know they're going to do a, a rib spot or whatever. Then she starts wrenching her back on the ring post. Then she puts her in an arm bar. I'm like, can you? understand how to work and and Becky Lynch is like wandering around the match holding her ribs like hello this is what we're doing you're going to work my midsection no I'm going to put you in an arm bar, arm bar. and then, and then hey, that's just kind of stretch was pretty cool though yeah would, and then you could see Becky going ribs ribs so then what is yeah. this? oh so she starts throwing these awful elbows oh it's just it's like Lacey Evans is just not good like it, and so that took me out of that match and Bailey Bliss was a better match than that, but I I think I, when I started realizing that that the Bailey Bliss match was just kind of all right, let's just get them out of here. It's not nothing's working for me. Is that crowd was hot the whole show, like yeah. that was the only thing that saved any of that Becky Lynch match is how hot they were. The crowd sat there like they were in church during Bailey and Bliss. Like they were like, well this is killing the crowd down a little bit. And, and, and then that was part of the thing from there on out. It was just, the crowd was out of it. Cause then, and, you know, then, then we had the Roman and then, you know, the title oh, man and just, 
I, I would say the one thing, though, is with the Bailey Bliss match, you know, kind of going back to Kofi and Ziggler, the buildup for the match itself was, was a knock out of the park. It was just something we're like, all right, I'm excited for this. It's going to make me yeah. forget the Kendo stick on a pole match. All right. You, you have Nikki Cross, <laughs> this wild card, you know, let's pull Nikki in the match. Take that, you know, the die from Bailey there. Uh, Nikki Cross kind of coming into the ring to cost Alexa Bliss, you know, kind of the match there uh, for uh, Bailey to kind of get some time, hit the double knees up while uh, Alexa goes for the twisted bliss. And of course, the Bailey to belly, uh, belly to bit, whatever the hell it's called, uh, for the win there. Uh, but Alexa <laughs> Bliss looked fine. I thought she looked good. I don't think she's wrestled for a while, you know, with concussions and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. You could see some hesitance in some areas. But that Panama Sunrise Sunset Bomb she did on the outside, wow. Not only was that safe looking, but it also looked brutal. And it looked a little different from her, so I, I respected that aspect. Um, I thought this was a good match. You know, nothing to go home about. You know, say, oh my God, this is changing, you know, the, the, the spectrum of women's wrestling. But it was fine for what it was. It made me erase 2017, their string of matches you know, kind of along there. I like this new edge of Bailey. I like how Nikki Cross, you know, and, and Alexa Bliss will be set up there because it's, it's about her time. Nikki Cross is that diamond in the rough. I don't know when you bring out the, the Kabuki Warriors or whatnot, but get her against any two of those Kabuki Warriors and you will have match of the year, at least for WWE standards, with those uh, two or three women. Watching Bailey try to like be a hard ass is just awkward to me. Like when she shoved Nikki Cross when Nikki Cross yeah. came in to check on Bliss, and she's like, eh. "I'm like, what are you doing? You just look weird. You look as awkward as as Rollins and Becky Lynch hugging. Like it's so. <laughs> this do we get the rematch think... at Extreme Rules, and then Sasha makes her return, oh, oh, and then God. it's the tag match at SummerSlam. I I think they should do Sasha Bailey at SummerSlam. Ooh, the match we've been waiting for for two yeah, years on the main roster. Have her come back as a heel. It's I I think the way you put it is is perfect. It's the problem I had with Bliss, Bliss and Bailey, and the problem I had with Kofi and Ziggler was for the first time in ages they actually built up in, uh, something I was excited to watch, and then mm-hmm. because of expectation it just fell flat and. I think part of it too for me is I don't think Bailey and Bliss have any chemistry. You know, it's kind of no, like they don't. It's kind of like Owens and Kofi. It was a perfectly fine match, but you could just tell that they just they just didn't have much chemistry between them, which is fine. There's just sometimes that happens. You know, it just it is what it is, and I just I think those two just don't like Bliss and Sasha. I think have way more chemistry than Bliss and Bailey. Which is oh, fine. Sure. It, just, it is what it is, you know. And but I mean, Bailey doesn't really that. have chemistry besides like a <laughs> Sasha Banks, and you know, a Charlotte Flair match back from like six years ago from NXT uh, pre stuff done to Charlotte. But yeah, I you know, it's very rare for her to have that. But I think that it's also hurt from that character, the hugger that she had for so many years. It's kind of hard to see her in that light. It's like okay, well, whatever. Next. Uh, because she can't work, but it's just hard for people to flip off their brains and and try to resonate this new side to her. But she's got she had the, the biggest knee pads I've ever seen in my life too, <laughs> giant pink knee pads. I was like, what the hell? Um, 
in the in the, the universal title match, um, this is stupid. AEW, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, boring. Bush, let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. NXT and Becky were all chanted during the main event. Oh, Becky got the loudest from the beginning uh, when Lacey Evans, yes, guys and gals, Lacey Evans was announced as the special referee. I mean, it's an inspired choice. You know, it's different. Um, But also slow because... You run out of your house and slam your glass door. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. But uh, it was funny because you texted, you were like, can this event go off the air before 9.30? And I'm like, ah, let's go 9.15. I'm pretty sure uh, this is around 8.55. And boom, uh, I should have played the lotto because right on the mark, 9.15, uh, the, the match did end. Then the awkward hugging and uh, raising of the arms with the real-life couple events. Oh, and she smacks she smacks him in the butt and they sit on the apron with each other. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's like, is that your kid's sister? Like, you just come it, here. It this. seemed like it. Oh, oh God. It, it was bad. It made it me think bad. of relationships I had where I'm like, yeah, we're cool. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've done that. That's why those relationships didn't last. I'm like, hey, here you go without showing loving emotion. And how many times did they have to say Becky's boyfriend, Seth Rollins? Uh, when are they going to get married at SummerSlam next year? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I still say you build something where Lesnar F5s Becky Lynch. Because, you know, if she's the man, she's going to go toe-to-toe, uh, you know, against Brock Lesnar. He picks her up, F5s her, and then you set up something where it's like, does Rollins help his girlfriend? Or does he help, uh, you know, his, his time as champion? I mean, I think that's something you got to do, PG or not. That's what, you know, if they want to go back and get some ratings in, that's what will bring your eyes to the screen. I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen next? If you oh, and late 90s, early 2000s, man, that would have been, the pop would have been huge for that. And and the, the worst part is somebody like Becky Lynch is probably like, hell yeah, kill me. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like you, you know, said, you know, uh, during our chat, you were like, wow, if Rollins really wanted to get over, he would just smash Lacey Evans with the chair. Yeah! Stone Cold Steve Austin would have whooped her ass. <laughs> like, oh, I know that might gosh. not be the best politically correct thing ever. He would have kicked her and gave her a stutter and said, get the hell out of the ring. <laughs> uh, now, now speak- I will say this. I will give Lacey Evans one prop. She threw the best nut shot I may have ever seen in oh. my life. That ball blow was so perfect. I was like, wow! Yeah. She's got one I thing wasn't that expecting that. <laughs> um, if, if you go through these, every single match had a nickname when they when they said the match. Did you catch that? Like, I did not. Oh my gosh! Like that's like every. And then they started. They then they, then Paul Heyman. This is my favorite one. He's like. Are we going to cash in on the Beast Slayer? I don't know. Maybe that means that Brock Lesnar will become the Slayer of the Beast Slayer. And I was like, oh, my God. God. Like, stop. Just shut the F up. (laughs) Stop. The Slayer (laughs) of the Beast Slayer. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about happy things. The opening, uh, the pre-match, which I actually watched, Ryan, 205 Live, triple threat for the 205 Live uh, heavyweight, lightweight championship. Uh, Kira Tozawa, Drew Gulak, 
Ah, it's my best right impression. And Tony Nese, the champion. Yes, Tony Nese as your champion winning it at WrestleMania. Huh? Uh, Put on a, uh, uh, I don't know, a 10, 11-minute sprint that had my attention all the way through. Tony Nese looked awesome. Drew Gulak is a stud. I love that torture rack uh, neck breaker there. But Akira Tozawa over like Grover. Thank you, Conrado, for that rhyme scheme. Um, but no, Akira Tozawa was awesome. On the, shame on you, cameraman, for missing uh, that amazing uh, uh, pin stoppage from uh, Tozawa there. Um, as he, uh, yeah, from the, the, the senton there. Uh, but man, the announcers for 205 Live uh, almost made me turn off the match, but I'm happy I did not uh, because these three put on, like I said, a sprint, um, Gulak uh, getting the win, becoming your new champion, uh, getting the win over to Zawa, and of course, Nice will uh, continue that feud with the 205 live strap. Yeah, I, dude, I went like four and a quarter on this. I I loved it. I thought this um, I thought this is right up there with Styles and Rollins as maybe the best main roster match of the year. This rule. And and here's the thing, and this this is why I think WWE needs to pay attention, is because the crowd was so hot for this match. They were hyped. They popped yeah. everything. And I, dude, for a minute there, you know, since we're playing the nickname game, I totally thought the Stamina Monster was gonna win. But whoa, whose nickname is that? Is that your <laughs> name? Kirito Zawa. And by the way, the only way I'll say that nickname is he had that in Dragon Gate. So that wasn't one Whoa. of these corny T-shirt WWE ones. Like the the, the what what the hell did I say that they called Baron Corbin to you? Um, uh, oh God, the so lone bad. wolf, the, the stamina no. monster. That that's that's for uh, for me for that. <laughs> let me let me find. Uh, oh yeah, while you find the short, that, uh... the shortcut king constable Baron Corbin. I thought you were bullshitting that name. Is that really his name? I'll, I'll Google it. I'll Google it I right now. I love how Renee Young was getting her in John Moxley uh, out where she was like, this is embarrassing. This is trash. Like, you could hear the disdain of, why am I announcing this shit? Uh, again, we're going to play What Brand Is He On? A former 205 Live at Standout Big Match Buddy Murphy. Uh, what brand is Buddy Murphy on? <laughs> um, Smackdown Live. No ah, ding, ding, ding. That's correct. No, I just saw that on there <laughs> when I was when I was when I when I was looking at like who all these people were on. It's the only reason <laughs> I was like Buddy Murphy. I wonder where he is nowadays. Is he on NXT? Nah. How, how do you have that guy just have awesome matches? Of what you've told me, because again, I was always ignorant of the pre-match, uh, to then shuffling him to obscurity. I don't get it. Oh man, where did it go? I could have, man. I, I I don't know where I saw it. I thought it was on this, but it's yeah. Here we go. I'm about to send you a picture. <laughs> here it comes. There you go. Oh man, there even there's another one that I didn't even know was a real thing. Good God, Baron Corbin sucks. Um, I just said you want to hear the rumor. Rumors. 
You want to take a guess? What is it? Rollins and Corbin? Mixed match for the oh. Universal and the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, Seventh no, I was And Lacey Evans. With, they have what? Net 20% of winning. But yet, oh, why do we no. think that that's they're gonna win. They say matches are going to happen in the effect of us controlling the universe of the WWE. Uh, I'm so sorry. You you are ready for my big prediction since we're just in the in the in the mindset of pissing people off here? Roman Reigns is gonna wrestle Shane McMahon at SummerSlam, and that's gonna be after Shane McMahon beats Kofi Kingston for the championship. No, no. Because is is Vince? Let me let me ask you this: Is Vince McMahon petty enough to start taking shots at all elite wrestling? <sighs> because well, when, when can we expect uh, dynamite? When, <laughs> October, because Dusty and Cody were both WWE World Champions. Why can't Vince and Shane be both WWE champions? Oh my God. There's your gross. I'm gonna come back after your garbage mixed tag rumored match. I'm gonna I'm gonna come hard. Shame it, man. That match is gonna happen. Why is that gonna happen? Crap, I didn't know this was a thing, too. <laughs> this is going to be another game. We got to do nicknames and who they are. Oh, my gosh. Who is the, do you know who the Wicked Witch of the WWE is? Uh, Tamina Snooker. Uh, it is uh, the same person that's also the Harley Quinn of the WWE, the Roman goddess Reigns. of WWE, Little Miss Bliss, and Five Feet of Fury. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Oh, you are correct. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh. Alexa Bliss's nicknames at least make sense. If I were to say Brian Kendrick has four nicknames, how many do you think you could name? 
Uh, Spanky. Yep, that's one. Uh, the guy who beat Brian Danielson. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> the guy who trained with HBK, but people are like, eh, he's got talent, but he's a recluse and a and a and a loose cannon. Is that a nickname? <laughs> uh, that, that is not. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he is the Wizard of Odd, the Man with a Plan, and the post-apocalyptic scavenger. The Man with the Whoa! That's freaking awesome. The Man with the Brian Plan, I forgot Stone that. Has five. Ooh. Um, this is great. Let's see. Uh, these hands. Um, the No, he's not the Beast. Why isn't he not the Beast? That would make sense, wouldn't it? Um... I have no idea. Uh, the uh, black. If you remember, he wore the black uh, mask in the Wyatts. All I heard was the black. So what was that? <laughs> the, the black, black what? <laughs> the, the black sheep. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Uh, the new face of destruction. The mountain of a man. The monster among men. And this must be a new one. I can't wait to see this shirt. The Abominable Strowman. <laughs> oh, my God. And here's, here's the last one I'll give you, and then I'm going to save some of these for random nights. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six nicknames for Brock Lesnar. How many can you name? Uh, the Beast. The Beast in the Bank. Um, the Beast Incarnate. Uh, Minnesota Gopher. Um, <laughs> I lost to Shelton Benjamin in wrestling, uh, real wrestling. Um, Charlie Haas also beat me in a wrestling match. Oof. Who uh, else? We have, what else? Uh, the Beast Incarnate, the okay. Conqueror, the One in Twenty Two and One, the Next Big Thing. That was the original. The Anomaly. Oh, yeah. The Walter, we thought, <laughs> and the Nightmare of Suplex City. Wow. <laughs> well, let's talk about another thing. Stomping Browns got one right. Uh, finally winning a championship on the main roster. Yes, Holder, WrestleCast radio bracelet that I gave to him after a really nice. Quick chat down in Florida as he was taping an NXT event uh, in the background. Uh, as I went back to my seat, people asking me, like, who was that? Who are you talking to? Who's that? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Was that Ricochet? And I just smiled, like, I'm not going to get him. But um, Ricochet against Samoa Joe. Uh, what, 12, 13-minute match, I-, I thought, told a great story. Joe just beating down his opponent. Then Ricochet, of course, getting, you know, the one-ups and a shift that's uh, 6.30. Um, and, and let's go back to Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho states that Ricochet texted him asking if he could use the code breaker since the 6.30 has been hurting him by doing it night in, night out. Uh, it was a great setup. Hit the 6.30 on Samoa Joe there. Um, and uh, that lariat by Samoa Joe, uh, which I'm pretty sure Ricochet did a six seven in the air. Wow, that was a, 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 a 
fantastic match. It puts over finally, you know, a young star. Hopefully this puts Joe into the uh, universal title picture because that's a match I would damn would like to see and believable as a viable opponent for their champion. Uh, but Ricochet looked awesome. And then afterwards into the show, they did something right. They shot an effective angle that lasted for under a minute. The Good Brothers interrupting Ricochet's U.S. championship uh, photo shoot there. And kind of, you know, getting in the picture. And then AJ Styles coming up and saying, hey, congrats on the title. I'll be seeing you tomorrow night. Yeah. That's how you do it. This regularly. Because doing something that easy is uh is just is just too hard. <laughs> I sent you a picture. I'm really getting sidetracked by looking at this shit that's on Ooh. here. Can, can you look at who the fourth at the fourth one? Look at number four. Uh, number four. Japanese sensation. <laughs> that's that's the only thing they have for him for his nickname. <laughs> that's really a nickname. Apparently, yeah. Wow. Props to Harley Race, though. Just one. <laughs> Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt's prodigal son. I never knew that was a nickname for him. Uh, yep, they got Kobe oh, Kingston that said locked at Dynamo. I wasn't crazy when I said that one. Oh, my wow. God. Vince Dorado is the perfect 10 because he was a cat. The Sultan <laughs> of the Shooting Star Press and the Golden Links of Lucha Libre. Oh my gosh. gosh. Amazing. Matt Hardy, the man who will not die. <laughs> <laughs> I I I could sit there. They have Iron Mike Sharp on here. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's I, awesome. I have to save this website because we're gonna have to talk about this stuff. Is this um, is, I, a few other uh things. Uh not only uh, Baron Corbin losing, but uh, apparently getting in another title match, uh, as we'll see at Extreme Rules here. Uh, but him pulling a LeVar ball uh, during the uh, Kayla Braxton interview. Um, of course, we all know LeVar Ball, the uh, dumpster fire of the human <laughs> that he is, uh, you know, kind of saying, uh, you know, that, that a horrible remark on first take, which I mean the content of the human being that said it, I get it. Uh, you know, as, as host Molly uh, Quirum asks uh, if she could switch gears uh, with the topic as LeVar Ball was, you know, going off on some random tangent, then he says you could switch gears with me anytime. Uh, Baron Corbin kind of says the same thing to Kayla Braxton, which I have in my notes. Uh, he said, let me find it here real quick. Uh, if you don't start, uh, you know, kind of wait here, uh, implying that she's outside of his office for something else. Did you break it up he, again? Oh, he, uh, Baron Corbin essentially says to Kayla Braxton, the interviewer, um, you uh-huh. know, he's like, wow, if I keep seeing you outside of my office, I'm going to think you're here for something else. Oh, yeah, I did hear him say that. I was like, oh, man, this guy. Pulling his best LeVar ball. But, hey, heads are going to roll, right? Which he said <laughs> in Saudi Arabia, by the way, Jeddah, uh, just a few weeks ago, when there was a beheading. 
Multiple <laughs> beheadings. Is I this guy untouchable? How is he untouchable? <laughs> I, yeah, the, the beheading thing is much worse than the LeVar Ball thing. Uh, tenfold. Good God Almighty, you can't say that. Um, that is... <laughs> That is that is not like I I think I think what's his nuts Levar Ball is just Bobby Heenan and in 2019 you can't be Bobby Heenan because every, everything is so sensitive. But saying the heads roll, good God Almighty, man, that is um. Are you giving HJs to Vince? <laughs> like what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Daniel Bryan gets fired for choking somebody with a tie. Yeah. Which he was told to do, by the way. Uh, last but not least, speaking of <laughs> vignettes, Ali, tell me you watch this because I have no idea what I watch. Ali uh, has a promo plane where he's walking down the streets yeah. and he's seeing all these troubled people, uh, a, a white teenager with a 40 ounce in a bag. Um, you know, he gives her hope that you don't need to drink from a bag and dumps a perfectly good 40 ounce. Like, come on, man, at least give it to a, a guy who wants it or a gal who wants it. Um, and then he sees someone getting bullied and then they don't get bullied. And then a couple arguing in the street and then disappear into thin air. Cause we don't really see what happened there, but Ali walking down the street doing his best Christian Bale impression, uh, thinking that he has, uh, that you have to like change inside of you. Uh, is he a vigilante superhero? Was LAX in the video? Uh, and I don't know. Maybe the the girl, you know, in that couple that were fighting, maybe she's dead. Because, again, we didn't see what happened to them. Uh, what do you think of this Ali vigilante uh, savior of hope? Um, like... I thought it was like I didn't think it was awful. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then, like, he'd walk up to the people, and uh, as like the troubles ensuing, and somebody's about to get beat up, or you know, this chick's about to get beat up by her brother or like her her boyfriend or something, and then he just walks up to them all and then doesn't do anything about it. But he's the, yeah. he's here to help everybody. But he just kind of leaves. Just the he's presence like, oh, cool. of of Ali. Maybe the Mustafa doesn't scare people, or since he's Ali, he dropped the Mustafa. Maybe well, that's why he wore Muhammad that. Ali hoodie to uh to, to stop that because he's like, oh, I'm Muhammad. But then again, the people didn't stop; they just kept doing all their their troubled things they were doing because he just would walk up to him and stand there. Sorry, I was confused. Uh, I, if they're gonna do something with Ali, I'm happy. But I was like, um, all right. <laughs> And that was stopping grounds (laughs) There's a a post out there It's still the most exciting part of stopping grounds And it's the ricochet thing with the club 100% right They built an angle And sadly 48% of the people Didn't see that (laughs) Stopping grounds I'm glad we don't have to talk about that again Uh is this a one-off name, do you think? Or is this going to continue for at least two more years? I, I'll say this. This is what what the majority of this show was, especially the last four. Um, that's the epitome of what I assume when you tell me I'm going to watch something called Stomping Ground. <laughs> yep, that's what the quality I expected. Oh, man. Stomping. Thank you for Stomping Ground. Shout out to I, uh, Punch Tamanaga. 
Yeah, punch Tom and August tight. He would have made stomping grounds funner. But he had zero points in the King of Gates. Oh, in the, in the King of Gates? Yeah, he he's he's a he's kind of a, a mid mid opener. <laughs> <laughs> he, he works early. <laughs> Whoa, Jason oh. Lee was in this tournament? Awesome. I haven't seen him since the Mall Rats. <laughs> I I used to get so confused that that was Jake Lee, and I'm like, what is he doing there? And then I thought about it, and I think Jason Lee was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to get that Dragon Gate set up. Um, I'm going to check out that Laredo Kid uh, and, and Vaquino match that I got posted for us, too. Um, it was nice <laughs> to get back, knock some radio out. I'm glad we got to do this. We'll, we're going to come back, guys, and we, we'll do the G1 Climax. I mean, it's, it may be a show. Oh, yeah. I, I want to go through entrant by entrant and talk about ceiling, any sort of chance, no chance, how many points we think. I mean, like I want to go, I want to go full hard into this, man. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be a great three hour spectacular because it's well oh. worth it. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be so good. Oh, we covered all wait. our stopping grounds tonight. So great to be back. Yeah. We got it. We got rid of it. I and and it's one of those things as as I expected. As we finished up talking to stopping grounds, I got sidetracked looking at WWE nickname, nicknames. I just I can't, I can't get into a show that they just don't people just don't care about. Like yeah. it just some of the shit they do just blows. They're my saying mind. morale is so low it's going back to the in your house in 1994 1995 days. Oh, but again, people can't. <laughs> They they got to realize all these other companies out there that's not Impact, that's not Ring of Honor, that could utilize talent like that, that's not, you know, a quote-unquote indie promotion anymore. AEW is locked up, man. They got 40-plus people on their roster with only one show a week and maybe a pay-per-view every couple of months since they're not going to go pay-per-view heavy. New Japan has, I don't know, look at their G1 and their, their Super Junior tournaments. They are stacked. They don't need anyone else. So where the hell are all these people going to go? NXT, like we talked, I don't know. Yeah, you have Ring of Honor. You have, you know, Impact, like we stated. Uh, you know, and AEW is doing mad numbers. But honestly, yeah. they have to be the number two company. They already have four people going back to NXT, including one Apollo Crews will probably be a bigger thing down there than he ever will be, sadly, on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, and, and good. I hope for the best it is. You know what I mean? Like, because he's a guy Maybe. that I've I've been a fan of since Dragon Gate when he was a uh, Yuha Nation. Like, uh, he's he's yeah. Too I forgot about TV that. Yeah. He's used. You know what, what, what was it? So, Mad Blanky, which I was yeah, Mad Blanky. Yeah, he, fake he was in there with the uh, the stamina monster Akira Tozawa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, good stuff. All right, guys, we'll be back with some G1 later this week. Obviously, Kazuna Road needs to happen first so we can just make sure that we're not going to lose our mind that Yoshihashi has entered in the tournament. So, oh, gosh. <laughs> I hope we might have some more of that. Um, and then next week, uh, we'll have Fighter Fest. Um, maybe a preview for that for that January 4th show. And also, um, the the big All Japan show is on the 30th. So next week, well, so we got G1 later this week, and the next week we'll have All Japan, and we'll have uh, 
We'll have all elite, and you know, maybe we'll dive into some drag or DDT and get caught back up where we were in that. So appreciate you all for sticking with us. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the show. Glad we're back, Alex. Always a pleasure, and uh, you all have a good yes, night. Yes. Peace out.